Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. Fantastic. Why, hello, it is one minute and 15 seconds after the hour of five, and this the month of June in the year of our Lord, 2009. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of Rock 101 KUFO in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Thank you for joining us on this uh, Tuesday. It is the Rick Emerson Cavalcade of Whimsy. Uh, if you'd like to join us today, it's easy. It is uh, 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Two two eight four one zero one. You can also uh, text if you like. It is five two zero five one. You can text it five two zero five one. Coming up today, Dax Holt from uh, TMZ.com will uh, join us. We'll talk to Don Taylor from Cinematical. We have a pair of tickets to the U.S. Air Guitar Championships uh, at uh, Dante's as well that we'll be giving away. That's coming up June twenty third. Tickets on sale now, uh, as they say. But more importantly. Tim Riley, do you have that Al Roker sound about Heidi and Spencer? I ask, already knowing the answer. No, I do not. Awesome. What happened with Heidi and Spencer? Here's uh, why I'm glad you asked that question, Sarah, because so rarely do I get out of bed early enough to have any sort of sound or news that Tim hasn't already beaten me to. And how pathetic is it that I actually care? You know, here's... I didn't even know who they were until like a month and a half ago, two months ago, but I went from not having any knowledge of them to just loathing them with the white-hot intensity of a supernova. They're horrible, evil, evil people, yet I can't know enough about them. See, here's the great thing about being married, is that at home you've got sort of a tag team going on in terms of pop culture awareness, because I get about half the day taken care of in terms of uh, what's on television, my wife gets the other half taken care of, and then she lets me know, this sounds like a a dumb married guy joke about she lets me know what to think, but really she lets me know who I'm supposed to hate. I mean, I mean, I can do that for you know, the majority of the day, but I mean, I gotta sleep at some point. I can't be hating 24 hours a day. I, I need my, uh, I need my beauty rest. So, in any event, I went from having zero knowledge about um, Heidi and Spencer from the Hills, and I realize now that I am turning turning into a woman as I use that phrase over and over again. Oh yeah. Um, I went from having zero knowledge of them. It's just having them on my immortal enemies list. Anyway, but the good news is I share that trait with Al Roker, who just, I mean, he went over them like they backed over his dog. Uh, it, it's so deeply satisfying to watch. They are awful, awful, terrible people. There's yes. no redeeming qualities You know who whatsoever. else is an awful, terrible person, though, is Al Roker. And the thing is, that's like a that's like a three-enter, one-wheel-leave uh, kind of a scenario that happened with him. Okay, so I've got that uh, audio. We'll get to that. And I also, um, I also brought in just... This, this is really apropos of nothing, as they say. But I spent uh, uh, lots of time this morning editing uh, editing this down, so it was uh, so it was it was just right. So at random moments during the program, I can just sort of... Woman! there you go. I am going to make some master mix of this that just goes on for about fifteen seconds. So I can just sort of drag it out with the... Woman! and just loop it. Yes. No. Yes. It's the you know what that is. That sound uh, right there of uh, of Adam Lambert, that is the, uh, this right here, 
That's the new... You know what I'm talking about. Adam Lambert is the new Connie Chung. Is it is Lambert or Lambert? Lambert. He, okay, so it is Lambert. So he's pronouncing. He's not pronouncing it like some, like a damn Frenchman. No, he's from San Diego. That's hard to believe. Wow. Uh, it's 503-228-4101, ladies and gentlemen. If you would like to uh, join us today, again, you can text. It's 52051. My name is Rick Emerson, alongside Sarah X. Dillon, Tim Riley in the newsroom, and uh, Greg Nibbler, who is our production assistant, and on the phone today. Our email address is rrick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah with an H at kufo.com. Tim at kufo.com. Or Nibbler, N-I-B-L-E-R at kufo.com. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. 505. There's a slim chance of showers today. Highs will be in the 70s. All right, news and the climate rate has hit another all-time high. Now it's at a record-breaking 12.4%. Jesus. The highest since the current stats have been kept since 1976. The highest rate... Since then was 12.1 in November 1982. Now that's twice as high as a year ago. Michigan is still uh, a little bit higher at 12.9%. In May, 240,000 Oregonians were jobless. 1.7 million of you were unemployed. Is there anything positive? Yes, there is. Canada made up its garbage in Oregon and Washington. Vancouver, B.C. is closing down its dump and looking for a new one. Eastern Oregon is a wide open space, and nobody would notice all of British Columbia's garbage. Washington's Klickitat County could be the second runner-up. The good news is that Canada's dumping their trash here. Yes. What, are they going to pay us for that? Yes, they are. Well, no, we're not going to give them Eastern Oregon for free. Well, th- I'm that, that pristine wilderness. I thought maybe they were just going to sneak across the border under the cover of darkness. Sort of like, hey, America, look over there. And then just bury a bunch of crap in our backyard. No, look at it. GPS is a big open space. Perfect for a dump. Whole sections of the country nobody's doing anything with, Tim. Yes. Well, it turns out a missing Cornelius man was just taking a break from the missus. You see, 53-year-old William Patterson was reported missing by the wife June 6th. His wife, Pam, very concerned after they had a little spat. Cops and investigators spent several wasted hours investigating his disappearance. Turned out Peterson was relaxing, camping, and fishing around Bend. Taking up his wife's offer following the argument that he could leave the house anytime he wanted. Turns out he could, and he did. So he was missing. He just wasn't missing her. Correct. <laughs> mm. Police have recovered the body of the driver of the car that ended up in the Columbia following that police chase down Marine Drive last week. 29-year-old Armin Macy died when he hit a spike strip and careened off the road. His passenger was thrown out of the car, and he did survive. This is a... Just an incredible story. Where your tax dollars are going. Witnesses began testifying yesterday in the trial of the AIG, former top executive, accused of plundering the AIG retirement program of billions of dollars because he was mad that they were trying to get rid of him. Now, attorney Theodore Wells told jurors yesterday in Manhattan that former chief executive officer Maurice Hank Greenberg improperly took $4.3 $4.3 billion in stock. He improperly took it. $4.3 billion in stock after he was ousted by the company amid allegations of accounting irregularities. Well, how do they miss this irregularity of $4.3 billion? Hank was mad. He was angry. Therefore, this investigation continues. Excellent. By the way, he's 84. 
So older people are causing all kinds of problems by living longer. Well, I, Not only are they shooting people, they're <laughs> plundering people's retirement funds. Well, those bullets don't pay for themselves, Tim. Mm-hmm. You've got to get the cash to buy your firearms somewhere. But this is $4.3 billion. You think that they would notice that right off? Mm-hmm. You know, like you would sort of come into the room and go, wait a minute. Uh, Hank, I, uh, have you seen that $4.3 billion? Oh, there's no. something missing. Is it an ashtray? No, it's that $4.3 billion that was over there. No, no, no. I think it's the ashtray. And by the way, I'm planning a card game Friday. Would you like to attend? That's what people in trouble always do. Uh, he suffered some scrapes and bruises, but a Florida man has an amazing story to tell after falling from a cruise ship. The Coast Guard says 47-year-old Larry Miller was found clinging to a buoy by a pilot boat working in the area. He fell off the uh, Carnival Inspiration a few hours earlier and then was hit by a passing boat. Jeez. Uh, so he, he swam to a nearby buoy near the bridge, climbed up, and waited for help. The captain of a pilot boat picked him up and helped treat some of his wounds before dropping him off at the Mullet Key Pier in Fort DeSoto, where paramedics were waiting. He just dropped me off at Mullet Pier. Okay, guys? All right. Carnival Cruise Line said apparently he fell from the ship while trying to get a better look at the boats going by. Well, mission accomplished. <laughs> I like the idea that he falls off a Carnival Cruise in the middle of the ocean, and the only other ship that happens to be out there to rescue him actually runs, runs into him. Runs him over. Which is fantastic. Uh, what's new in the world of cars? Who's selling what? Saab is uh, apparently they found a deal to uh, sell it from General Motors. It merged a few years ago. The sale is expected to close by the end of September. Saab, which only accounted for slightly over 1% of GM's total sales volume last year, has been operating under bankruptcy in Sweden since February. The sale is reportedly linked to a $600 million loan by the European Investment Bank, backed by the Swedish government. I know this further details makes here. me a bad guy, but I, didn't, I thought that Saabs were a foreign vehicle. Well, they used to be. Wait, is it General Motors just bought them? Yes. And now is selling them again? Yeah. Well, it, it just happens. Every every company that buys something else ruins it, <laughs> and then they try to spin it off to somebody. Here's the thing about the Saab. The Saab looks like some sort. Of, the Saab looks like a car that's in pupae uh, stage. Just the strangest looking automobile. It is really oddly shaped. It's, it's the weirdest looking car. It, it really is. All right. And a bit overpriced, but it has cushy seats. That is, uh, that, well, that's true. The, what does the guy say in that movie, uh, the, What is it, in the Dudley Moore film, where he says, they're boxy, but they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, they're Sarah. expensive, too. Dylan, how are you today? Oh, good. Just waiting here by CNN. Are you wearing your gem shirt? I am. Fantastic. How was your morning? It's good. I, I went and saw, well, I had a very productive day yesterday, and went and saw The Hangover. Oh, see, we were talking about this yesterday, that I, I feel like a... a I feel like a big failure because I haven't seen, I mean, for any number of reasons, but but more specifically and more recently because I haven't seen Up and I haven't seen, so you, so Tim saw Up. See, yeah. I almost don't, I almost don't have any pressure now to go to the movies because Tim saw Up and you saw The Hangover. I know, and Tim almost told us the entire plot to Up yesterday after so, the show. <laughs> well, I was outraged over the hike in prices for the matinee, which is now seven fifty, which used to be five fifty a couple years ago. I went and saw mine at uh, Eastport yesterday, and it was six fifty. Are you in fact complaining about how movies were cheaper when you were uh, when you were growing up, and now they're more Back expensive? Back when I went to the Nickelodeon. Well done. Right. <laughs> no, it was only awesome. a couple years ago in the suburbs, so things are supposed to be cheaper. Well, because that's but that's the whole thing, right? I mean, that is the whole movie theaters operate in this completely separate, this completely separate economic strata, because as opposed to every other industry, which begins to you know as soon as they start to hemorrhage money, they have to offer a better product or lower their prices. Theaters have that sort of uh, that sort of weird law of contrariness, uh, con- contrarianism, contrariness, con- contrariality. Yes. Well, that's the thing. We did, you know, as people stop using their product, the stuff they put out just becomes worse and they charge more for it. Mm-hmm. And then we sort of go, well, why not? Okay. So you've seen Up and you've seen The Hangover. That's why I went and saw uh, The Hangover in Lentz. 
in Lens. Lens. <laughs> awesome. Is that so you could go to the King Buffet <laughs> while you were there? At the Felony I, Fats fl- Flats? I did. I did actually swing by the Felony Flats uh, dollar store when I was out there. It was hey, there ought to be There ought to be a bar or a breakfast joint in Lens called Felony Fats. And then, it, and it would be sort of a guy behind the counter who had like one of those big white stainy aprons, like a Vic Tabak kind of an apron, and go, "Welcome to Felony Fats." That totally sounds like some kind of ironic hipster restaurant. That that's, could no, he would be a pool player. That's <laughs> com- completely. That's the thing you ought to get in on the ground floor of. You just uh, some sort of a greasy spoon that uh, you know that it all the corduroy kids can go sidekick for the show. What sandwich appeal between... to people on the east side? The Rick... That'll be great for our programming meeting today. The Rick show with, uh... You know, and the you know with, with we'll the weather. Nibbler's name, Felony Fats. Awesome. So it well, was good, though? Uh, it was really good. It was funny. And um, one of the scenes, I'm not going to give anything away. Um, the wife dies in the first 10 minutes. No, just kidding. Um, one of the scenes is... Uh, that is funny. <laughs> that is funny, isn't that it? That is funny now. That's where all the comedy hooker, lies. <laughs> there's a hooker in it, uh, played by Heather Graham. And in one of the scenes, he goes to see... One of the people goes to see her at her apartment complex, which turns out to be the Wild Wild West, which is the hotel that I always stay at when I go to Vegas. Excellent. And, and, you know, she's a hooker, and so her hooker apartment is actually, like, the room right next to the one that I stayed in last time I was in Vegas. Wait a minute. Where's the Wild Wild West? It's uh, right on the other side of the freeway, uh, right next to the In-N-Out Burger and across from— Oh, I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It looks like this, like, 70s yeah, that kind of I, apartment complex, I, I which know is ex- what it was in the movie. I know exactly where that is. That's sort of—and, um, you know, what else is over there is— uh, because it's, it's off the strip, right? Yeah, it's a little off the strip, but, I mean, it's so worth it. It's so— like old trashy. Oh no! Vegas. Don't get me wrong. Kidney shaped pool and like you know all kinds of like crazy brick and stucco work and stuff. That's. Uh, I mean, we don't stay in that part of town, but we totally stay off the strip. We stay. We, we stay in downtown Vegas. But I know where that place is because one of the first times I was in Vegas, I had the, in Vegas is that weird optical illusion where everything seems like it's within about a hundred yards of of everything oh, else. Yeah. And I think at one point we were trying to walk to either the In and Out Burger or to Elvis Arama, and they're both kind of in that same general area. But what we didn't realize is once you get off the strip, because the deal is Vegas is just so totally flat and desolate, but there's all those buildings that are sticking up. And so when you look, your line of sight is just a whole series of large buildings and you have no sense of depth perception. So everything seems like it's just across the road or down the street. Mm-hmm. And so my friend and I were at the, we, we were at the MGM Grand or wherever the hell. And we said, well, I want to, you know, let's just walk over there to the In-N-Out Burger, which seemed like it was, I mean, like you could reach out and touch it, and it was like seven miles away. That's what happened <laughs> when I, I went to the uh, Atomic Bomb Museum. It, it seemed yeah. like a death march. <laughs> you didn't and walk every, there, did every, you? Well, I got off downtown next to the casinos, and it it looked like, okay, a couple of hundred blocks away, here isn't that far. There, yeah. it's forever. Yeah. And everyone you encounter l- looks like... A serial killer yeah, and passing by you, and you wonder if somebody's going to pull out you know, a tire iron and club you over the head with it. Baking under the noonday sun. Mm-hmm. And I remember we got about a third of the way there, and it was, and you really start to think to yourself, like, this is where they're going to find me. They're going to find my bleached out bones here by the side of the road in Vegas, you know, with my hand yeah. clutching out toward the In-N-Out Burger. And so you become like some sort of weird 21st century um, uh, you know, desert wanderer thinking that there's an oasis just ahead, and there never is. So... I know exactly what you're talking about. So mm. that's where they filmed The Hangover, or that's where this sequence yeah, took place? Yeah, one of the scenes is, but it's really funny. I think that you would really like it. Excellent. Honestly, and uh, the dude from The Office, I can't remember the actor's name. Ed Holmes. He is hilarious. He's great, yeah. yeah he's Yeah, he saves that movie. It's so funny. Well, it, here's the thing. It, it, my wife is working today from uh, 2 till midnight, and so when she's... It's not that I don't get stuff done when she's around, but when she here's when she's around, the stuff I get done is... 
It's just work. That's what I get done. My wife is, I hate to sound like every other guy, but when my wife is home, that's what I get done. I get cleaning done. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, she's very motivated and she's whatever. Uh, But when she's uh, not around, I can, like, power load uh, all of the entertainment options that have been piling up throughout the week. So within the next couple of days, I'm going to try to see Up. I'm going to try to see uh, The Hangover. And then I'm going to try to finish up the first season of True Blood. And i got to finish up uh, the first season of uh, Eastbound and Down, which I've got as well. So, excellent. No, I think you really like I didn't mean to interrupt him. I'm sorry. I think you'd really like I was it. trying to queue up something else so that I hit the bum. Yes, I'm sure you did. Right. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, so I've got uh, this stuff from Al Roker that we'll play when we get back where he just he just takes a pickaxe, uh, that Heidi and Spencer couple, which is, is so, I mean, it's just, it's just satisfying in just the most primal sense. So that's coming up more with Sarah X. Dillon, Tim Riley, Greg Nibbler. Uh, later on, we have Steve Kastenbaum joining us from CNN Radio, New York City. Uh, we will also uh, have Dax Holt from TMZ.com, Don Taylor from Cinematical. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. The Rick Emerson Show. Available anytime, anywhere. Visit KUFO.com right now. All right. All right, on time. Here it is in my inbox. I don't know if it's a picture or like. Let's let, let me encourage everybody now not to send me any of the Miley Cyrus photographs that are apparently circulating on the Intertron this morning. Let me now ask you in the strongest possible terms, if you'll just uh, refrain from sending me whatever purports to be this oh explicit yeah. photograph of Miley Cyrus. Well, Do not want. It's censored, but is she alone or with somebody else? Well, she's with part of somebody else. <laughs> Somebody related or not related? Well, that's hard to say, Tim. It, uh, let me put it this way. They, uh, I was going to make a joke about it. They may not be related, but they're intimate relations. Uh, the, I, I, okay, the real, fake, doesn't, doesn't really matter. I mean, I suppose it does to Miley Cyrus and probably to Billy Ray Cyrus. Please don't send me that photograph. That's a, that's a thing I'd like to not have in my inbox this morning. I will yeah, say this. it's kind of disturbing. If, yeah, it's. If you go, uh, if you go anywhere on the internet this morning, you will probably read about that. Though there's a, uh, so what is it? This how do we how do we d- describe this? There is, Sarah. There's a, a photograph on the uh, on the interweb that purports to be that of Miley Cyrus. We're just discussing this because it is. It, this is a news story. This is just. This is part of the uh, great sociological experiment well, that is totally, the United States. She's Britney Spearsing earlier than I thought she would. <laughs> the Spearsification has begun. Oh yeah. Th- th- there's a photograph that purports to be. Uh, that of Miley Cyrus engaged in what we might call a um, act of love, an act of love, uh, a, a, a a private, uh, an intimate uh, act uh, with um, with with the section of somebody else. So yes. I, I I don't know if it's if it's real or not. I that's a, I don't know if it's real or not, but I've I've looked at it and I have to say. And did you see the censored version? No, they're all I haven't. I've just seen the censored version. Okay, that's the Disney yeah. version. That's well, because she's underage, so I think everyone's censored, or else they're you know going to jail. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, it looks like her. Uh, it really, really. Then see, now you kind of have to look like no, look at see, it because. See, why do you say that? I don't have to look at that, and I won't. That's the look thing at that. It's a thing that Rick Emerson's Tim, not going to look view. at it. So you can tell me whether or not you think it's her. You are a newsman, Tim. Well, all right, I'll I'll give it an inspective eye. All right, and this is a uh, no. You, I'll this be is, right back. Now, did you find this on uh, on one of your many blogs that yes. you go to? Yeah, right. let's see. Does it look like it was taken with, with a cell phone? Um, yeah. I it, mean, it, it looks like it was taken maybe from an upward angle. As though someone was holding uh, their arm extended? 
Yes. And saying, baby, you look real look real pretty for a moment. Saying, you look you look real good. Yeah. <laughs> Hold that position. All right, don't so, move. All right, say cheese. Or perhaps bowling ball. All right, that one isn't very good. Okay, so let me find that. So this is, Doesn't uh, it look like her? So Tim is uh, is looking at the, the picture on the screen with uh, Rick Emerson. By the way, is staying on the other side of the studio. I'm I'm right over here. I'm not looking so at anything. Tim is leaning in. He's examining the photograph. But you know what it looks like. Actually? <laughs> I like this just sort of cursory grunt from Tim, just acknowledging that he's seen it. Is she kissing a teddy bear? <laughs> well, that's what they call it. In the that's South, what you Tim. know. What it kind of looks like. It looks like somebody has taken a photo of Does her. It, is it photoshopped? Is it? I mean, is it? It looks photoshopped. It looks like someone's taken a picture of her, like kissing, like making a kissing face. Oh, I see. But now put she's put a black bar in front of her mouth to make it look like she's doing something. Oh, else. so let me. So see, now I do feel almost like I have to see it. Um, but. Are you saying that maybe it's... Or else that's the world's small... Uh, are you saying this, that, you, that maybe this photograph of her is not even... That it's not even a censored photograph of her performing some sort of improper act, nor is it a Photoshop where they have put her face into uh, some improper act? Are you saying it's simply an act? It, it is simply that editing that makes something look profane when I it's not? I think editing has insinuated... Something. Well, you know, because there's that there's that uh, the, uh, that thing that uh, that Don and Mike used to do, where they would do this unnecessary editing, and it would make profanity where it didn't exist. Like there was that. What is it? Is it uh, Peggy Lee that sings "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree"? Tim. No, that's Brenda Lee. Who, Brenda Lee. Peggy Lee sings "I'm a Woman." W O M A N. No, she sings "Downtown." No, 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 no. You're right. No, I'm just, correct. No, no, no. I know my Peggy Lee song. So, but there's the, they used to do this bit where they would take Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee, and there's that line where she says, and i got to make sure that I don't say it incorrectly now, there's a line where she says, and we'll have some pumpkin pie. And they noticed that she kind of just leaves the N out, and it just has kind of a kin sound at the end of it. So if you bleep it just right, it sounds as though she's saying, we'll have some effing pie, which is hilarious. So are you, are you saying that the Miley Cyrus photograph is sort of like the visual version of that? I'm saying I think someone might be a bastard. No, she's having some pie, is she? That's later. <laughs> All right. That's dessert. At the, is it ever? At the news desk, ladies and gentlemen, your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Jackie Kennedy's half-brother moved to Oregon and got in trouble for kitty porn. Wait, who? Jackie Kennedy's half-brother. All right. His name is James, also known as Jamie Oshinloss. Apparently had an unusual obsession for his half-nephew, John John, when he was around seven, uh, seven years old, he repeatedly asked the boy to post her photos. Who added that Jackie didn't want him anywhere near John John. Uh, the Kennedy clan was so concerned about Jackie's half-siblings' activities that they warned him to stay away from the family. When Caroline Kennedy dropped her bid for New York Senate, they thought it was related to the October 14th search of her brother's Ashland, Oregon home that turned up child pornography. Uh, Ashen Kloss and Jackie Kennedy Onassis have the same mother. So they have the same mother, who was Janet Lee Bovier. Bovier's second husband, Standard Oil heir Hugh, is Jamie's father. He's been under investigation when cops searches Ashland, Oregon home and turn up thousands of images of young boys. Among them were a young Ron Howard. What? I... Let's back up for a second. What? Who is this we're talking about? His name Jackie is... Jackie Kennedy's half-brother. And what is his name? Jamie. Jamie. Oshin Kloss. Oshin Kloss. Oshin Kloss is a, a jolly fat man in a red suit who comes yeah. and molests you uh, in December. The Okay, so Jamie so, uh, Oshin Kloss has photographs of Ron Howard. Yes. 
But I mean, Ron Howard is a boy. Yes, and Ricky Schroeder, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and uh, the Wait kids. Minute, when you say photographs, you're not on their computer. Like, you, okay, I understand, but yeah. you don't mean like nude photographs. Yes, he has nude photographs of Ricky Schroeder and Ron it, Howard. It doesn't and say Jonathan nude. Taylor, JTT. That's what it says here. Where would you get nude photographs? I'm not asking they, they for these. Be, they could be photoshopped. I'm not soliciting. But where would you get nude photographs of Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I, I say I, I a don't phrase know. I you, never thought I would utter. You'd have to ask this person. Well, they are Kennedys, Tim. Yes. Sort of. They have access to things that ordinary mortals can't get. Well, he's not a Kennedy. He's an Onassis. Get well, kind of. Well, he's not even an Onassis. Jesus. All right. So, uh, yes, he lives on $12,000 a month from a trust fund in a leafy Oregon neighborhood just up the street from a popular park and a playground teeming with youngsters. He was turned into police by his former personal assistant, Eddie. All right. Uh, we have to revisit the story later when my brain is, is more awake, I think, because there's any number of things here I, I don't understand. All right, let's do uh, this right here. That's what we'll do. Oh, I'm, good God almighty, it's 635 already. It's 535. All right. So straight ahead, uh, it is 535. Straight ahead, we'll talk to CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum, plus more from uh, Tim Riley at the news desk. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, on Tuesday morning. Stay there. Share your thoughts with Tim Riley. I have irritable bowels. Please let me pee. Call 503-228-4101. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. I think I speak for everybody when I say that if you've never heard the show, but even if you have heard the show before, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think you would be totally mystified as to the nature of this program if that was your introduction to it. It was that part new to share your thoughts with Tim Riley. The best part is that whenever that plays, the thing where Tim is talking about having irritable bowels and needing to pee. And by the way, I don't think either of those things was actually about him. I think he was speaking about somebody else altogether. I think he was speaking as though... Uh, he were some uh, as though he were someone in a news story that we were covering. Whenever that plays, I always imagine somebody out there saying, "No, no, no! You got to hear the show. No, it's the Rick Emerson show. Don't turn it on. No, no, no! You'll find it fascinating." And then that's the first thing that comes out of the speaker. Uh, Tim Riley is tracking the following headlines on your Tuesday morning. Mustard gas is being burned in Ubatilla. Do not fail. Well, don't be afraid. They, they care about your health. Joe Biden won't rule out a run for the presidency. Iran agrees to a partial recon in its presidential election. All kinds of problems there. President Obama compares the health care system to GM and is booed at an AMA meeting. Excellent. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from New York City. CNN Radio correspondent of the Star, Steve Kastenbaum. Good morning, sir. Correspondent of the Star. Thank you. I appreciate that. How's, uh, how's life, my friend? How are things? Pretty good. How you doing? I am fantastic. Here's an unnecessary headline. It says... Uh, questions raised about speed with which Iran votes were counted. So this is this is like the, what, the 900 million people or something went to the polls, and like five seconds later, the uh, what's his name, uh, Ahmadinejad guy is like, and that's it, I am the winner. Let's hear it for me. And everybody was sort of, um, I don't know, acting as though that were suspicious, which is just sort of, it just sort of goes without uh, saying that things, I mean, that that's not going to be necessarily a uh, irreputable election. I mean, is anybody actually surprised by that? Not, not at all. But the the um, the real power behind the scenes there, the the Ayatollah Khamenei is actually now saying they'll do a recount. They'll recount the ballot boxes that the opposition has questions about. But the opposition is saying that's not enough. You need to annul the entire election and hold a new election here. Uh, there have been massive protests uh, in the streets of Tehran, uh, the largest since the revolution in 1979. 
So uh, there's been a lot of unrest. There are seven reported killed in these uh, demonstrations and clashes between supporters of Ahmadinejad and the opposition, Mousavi. So uh, it's a pretty tenuous situation in Iran right now. And 79 is when they overthrew the Shah, right? That's when that guy had to... Because they didn't... And he, I think, was just driven out of the country. And that's when uh, the Ayatollah Khomeini came into power. Exactly right. And that's when the whole... Uh, occupation of the American embassy and hostage-taking began, right? I can't really get a handle on how Iran operates. I, I, I can never quite figure out the deal over there because it seems like it's such a repressive country. And as you were pointing out, they got these huge uprisings and all these people clashing with security forces. And I guess I sort of pictured in my head as being one of those sort of China-style places where, the, you know, the, the minute you get out of line, just the man comes in and cracks down and sticks everybody in a, you know, in a hole somewhere. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions about Iran, and I've spoken to a lot of Iranian students here in New York, uh, specifically at Columbia University, where there's a large population, uh, about Iran. And they say Americans really just don't understand the country. Uh, they have a dual system of government. They have, uh, you know, public policy makers and elected officials, and then there's a second government, the religious leaders, and they sort of rule uh, together, the, the, the elected officials are the, are the public face of the government, but the religious leaders are really calling the shots there. And uh, what they don't understand, though, is that most people in the large cities are not uh, religiously conservative, and uh, they are more in, uh, in line uh, as the way they live their lives with, with Western cultures than they are with a more conservative religious way of life. So even though, so it's a sort of de facto theocracy, even though that doesn't necessarily represent the majority uh, view. Well, I, I, I'm not sure that I would say it doesn't represent the majority view, because uh, they do have their power base in, in the smaller uh, uh, towns and, and the rural areas of Iran. But it's clear that there are, are two different groups within Iran. It's also uh, important to note that uh, this Musavi guy uh, while he is the opposition, and, and the U.S. seems to be uh, very quietly placing a lot of hope in him in replacing Ahmadinejad, he's not exactly a liberal. I mean, he's been a member of past governments. You know, he is a reformer, but this has a lot to do with uh, internal politics and the internal economy of Iran as opposed to its position on the world stage. You know, it seems like this really never works out well for us over there because we're always sort of a silent partner. Uh, with, it, I mean, you know, like in the in the uh, mid to late 70s, all the way through uh, our uh, sort of alliance with Saddam Hussein, which I think by everyone's acknowledgement ended badly. We uh, we're always kind of this weird off the books investor in some sort of government in that part of the world, uh, as opposed to just sort of going over and, and just deciding to run things ourselves. And I've, not like I have a better idea, but the, whenever we decide to back somebody over there, it always just ends up imploding on us. This is uh, it's a it's a series of uh, it's a series of poor choices we make in uh, in that section of the world. You know, it, and uh, the criticism that I hear the most from people from that region is that the United States just really does not understand the Iranian, the Persian culture. They just don't understand it. Well, I, certainly speaking for myself, I can I can say that that is the, uh, that that is the case. Tim? I got some breaking New York City news here. It looks like Sarah Palin 
has accepted David Letterman's apology on behalf of all young women like my daughters who hope men who joke about public displays of sexual exploitation of girls will soon evolve Hold on. into what? I don't know. Sarah, you can breathe a sigh of relief. Sarah Palin has accepted David Letterman's apology on your behalf. I always feel so comfortable when she speaks for me. There you go. She uh, she is representative of all women everywhere. You know, I wonder what that means uh, for a protest that was going to take place outside the Late Show Theater, the Ed Sullivan Theater, uh, this late afternoon, early evening, uh, where people were going to call for Letterman's firing. You know, it's- this is sponsored by Republican New York State Assemblyman Brian Kolb, a radio host and attorney. It's kind of interesting, actually, that that he. I, because Letterman has now apologized a couple times, which I which I have to say sort of catches me it catches me by surprise because he apologized the first time, which I can which I can understand because Letterman is very much a class act and he's a true as opposed to the distinction I always make is that Jay Leno is you know is a stand up comedian who got a TV show, whereas Letterman is is really a true broadcaster. I mean, in the old school sense, and it didn't surprise me that he kind of came out of the gate and said, "Look, I took it the wrong way. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean any offense. Whatever. Let, let's all move on." He then made this sort of more in-depth, uh, more heartfelt apology, which did, I think, which did catch me a bit by surprise because I would, I would think at that point he would just recognize that that she was just using him, you know, that she was just using him as, as some sort of a shuck to try to get publicity, and he would have told her to get bent. I don't know. I mean, uh, if I was a parent uh, of a teenager <laughs> and somebody made her the butt of a joke in which uh, she was getting impregnated in this joke, I'd be pretty upset, I guess. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it does seem like you're right. She really is trying to get uh, the camera's attention these days, though. She seems to be everywhere and trying to keep her name uh, in the press. So maybe you're right. Maybe this is part of that. Well, that's well, that's the thing. It's, I mean, it's one thing if you are... Uh, it's one thing if you're just randomly picking some 14-year-old and making her the object of your, of your derision. But I think to the casual uh, observer, I think it is, in my opinion anyway, I think it is transparently obvious that the joke, that really the, the kid is incidental to the joke. The joke is about Sarah Palin. Because if Sarah Palin, in other words, if nobody knew who Sarah Palin was and if Sarah Palin didn't exist, the joke wouldn't have been made. Ergo, the joke is on Sarah Palin. She well, it, is the reason for it's it. It's become a Republican talking point. Yeah, well, and that's, and that's the thing. It's it, like there's just, there's really nothing else they can point to at the moment. No, 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 look at the jobs creation. Ah, crap. Look at the election we want. Nah, garbage. Uh, David Letterman. And, you know, and it sort of it becomes a bit of the uh, the thinnest of straws at which to grasp. That's just my uh, that's just my opinion, of course. All right. Yeah. Uh, Steve Kastenbaum, I will uh, let you get back to what is a very busy day. Uh, are you on tomorrow, sir? Uh, yes, I am. Maybe we could talk about uh, the the nine eleven truth guys lawsuit against Glenn Beck. Uh, I, it, that's sort of off the radar, that story, but I, I'm kind of interested in it. This is the uh, That falls into the category of who do I root for? Uh, <laughs> excellent. All right. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Right, there you. you go. That's uh, Steve Kastenbaum. Yeah, that's like a gamma versus zebra kind of mm-hmm. equation there. All right. It is Rock 101 KUFO, ladies and gentlemen. Straight ahead, we have more news from Tim Riley coming up next hour. Dax Holt from TMZ.com. Maybe he'll answer some of these pressing chastity bono questions uh, that we have. I'm sorry, Chaz. Chaz, uh, C-H-A-Z. Is she Chaz having, bono. Is, the, the, but is, the, is the surgery already taking place? Did she already become a, a gentleman or is that or is it in the future? Do we know? Well, I'll ask in you. the future, I, I don't know where it's being done or where they're getting the, the I mean, parts from a warehouse or like it's, it's, how it's done. But it's not like chastity bono already 
already became a guy, and they are now announcing it now that it's done so that nobody can sort of, in other oh, words. That, it could be a done deal. All right, we'll find out. Uh, Dax Holt from TMZ next hour. Later on, Don Taylor from Cinematical uh, will be giving away a uh, $50 gift certificate to the agency as well. That's coming up uh, later on in the uh, program. Straight ahead, Tim Riley. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Vision. KUFO Portland. Excellent. It is the Rick Emerson Show, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, on Rock 101 KUFO. It's 503-228-4101. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ.com. At 7 o'clock, Don Taylor will join us from Cinematical. And uh, I have those... uh, so I have those uh, cuts from Al Roker that I'll get to in just one second. Yes, I know. I've been avoiding them on the internet. Yeah, that's yeah. You don't, that, I'm glad you did that because I want you to hear these sort of uh, right out of the gate without any preparation, without really knowing what he says. It's fantastic. Uh, Tim Riley is tracking the following stories on your uh, Tuesday morning. Lindsay Lohan is being questioned for the theft of some priceless jewels. Hal Culkin's ex-wife alleges he does lots of drugs and is an alcoholic. The biggest bar crawl in the history of Utah is planned for July 1st. No, it's, a, it's a relative statement. The Hogan just need to leave each other alone at this yes. point. Yes, they do. All right, so speaking of people who need to be left alone but who won't uh-huh. be, this and it, even since I pulled this audio this morning, it's unfolded a little further. I guess Al Roker's been frantically twittering about uh, about the, the Heidi Spencer thing. So just Okay, you, you've got, you're killing all right, me. So before, but here, I'm not trying to elongate this or drag it out. But Is before it coming I, up next hour? It'll be coming up in, uh, it'll be coming in, up in just 17 days, Tim. <laughs> so before I do this, so give me a little bit of background. So the deal with the Hills is that, because my the wife okay, yeah. watches this, and so what I know about the show, almost everything I know about this couple, about the Heidi Spencer couple, I have learned from sources other than the sources that made them famous. In other words, I never watched the Hills, and I, and I don't really watch much of the, the, the I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. But I'm always sort of seeing them featured somewhere else talking about that. But The Hills is the reality show that was in... The Hills is the reality like the show that, that or was something. a, spun, no, a spin off of Laguna Beach. It's basically a bunch of rich kids from California right. who like had their lives followed, whatever. So then graduate high school, this girl Lauren Conrad moves to L.A. And she has her pack of friends, um, like these girls, Audrina and, uh, and Lo and all these people. And like one of her best friends was named Heidi. And Heidi and her were best friends until Heidi started dating Spencer. Spencer is an a-hole, and uh, Lauren and Spencer didn't get along. Spencer totally brainwashed Heidi. They went off into their own little la-la land. Spencer and Heidi um, and Lauren got in this huge fight, and they weren't friends for years. I think now they're finally speaking again. But... I'm glad you have embraced the fact that you're a geek, by the way. No, I just I, I can't help it. Whatever. My sister totally—I never watched it, and my sister, who I love and respect and I think is really cool, she's just like, you have to start watching— uh, the hills. She's like, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. See, and now I and now I watch it all the time. Here's the thing: is that men and women are really not so different. Because what you just did there was a whole lot. Like when you remember that episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation, when um, Moriarty is um, putting the cube at the end, and so he thinks that he's still in um, London tracking Sherlock Holmes, but he's really in the cube that Data has uh, created to capture him. But it's a it's a suspended virtual reality. No, it was totally messed up, and Spencer spread all these horrible rumors about Lauren. And then, and then they had this big tearful confrontation. Lauren and Heidi did like, "You were my best friend. You were my best friend. Oh, I can't, I can't be friends with you if you know you're dating Spencer." And then they had, and then no, they're not friends. That's fantastic. All right. Yes, but Spencer is evil. Like I've been in a, like a mentally abusive relationship before, and he is 
that guy. That guy is Spencer. Seriously? Like, watching it happen, watching it unfold is like, it's kind of been uncomfortable. He seems for like me a douche. He seems like a massive douche. I mean, just, just of almost unbelievable he has proportion. No friends. Yeah. He has no tact, no intellect. Bad like, hair, too. Bad hair, bad style, bad attitude. Do you know what he looks Horrible like? Horrible man. His, do you know what his hair looks like? Spencer, what's his name? Spencer Pratt, and was ever a guy more aptly named? Spencer Pratt, he looks like Bill Pullman in the movie Ruthless People with uh, with Bette Midler and Danny DeVito, where he's like the idiot and he's got the the poofy blonde hair with the black roots. All right, so so uh, Spencey and Hyder, uh, Spencey and Hyder, Spencey and Hyder, Spencer and Heidi uh, go on the Today Show with uh, with Al Roker, uh, who. I don't know. I don't really know the background. Like, I don't know if Al Roker has bitched about them in the past or if they've been on his enemies list for some time. But he comes right out of the gate, uh, you know, sort of grilling them about their personas on the show and about how they're about how they're perceived. Wait, so so are just, they talking about the hills or are they talking about I'm a celebrity? Get me out of here. Well, they're on. I mean, obviously, they got famous on the hills, but they're on the, the, the because the most recent sort of kerfuffle was this business of them claiming they got tortured. Sue, yeah. yeah, but they locked me in a room with food and water. It was awful. Uh, and so that's kind of why they're making the runs. And plus, she's going to be uh, shaking her cakes in Playboy. So uh, You know why she's doing that, P.S.? Because Spencer cheated on her with a Playboy model. And ever since that happened, she got her boobs done. She got her nose done. She dyed her hair platinum blonde. And now she's modeling in Playboy because she's trying to live up to this thing. Wow. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to get off your chest? No, I'm done. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I give you uh, Al Roker talking to Heidi and Spencer. Now, there are those who say that you guys are the poster children for everything that's wrong with celebrity in this country. How do you, how, how do you I think that was just Paul Kalegdi that said that mm -hmm. from NBC. And, well, what's, I mean, you, when you look at this stuff that you have on this tape, do you have any regrets about doing what you do? I was actually going to ask your producers to get a copy of that little highlight reel, because mm -hmm. that was one of my favorite things I've ever watched. So this is... Is it really? Because <laughs> Al Roker has led into this segment showing just a montage of them screaming at people. Oh, yeah. No, uh, they're, they are jerks. So then he follows well, up so by... her. She's, she's this little puppet, but since then has become a jerk because she's a puppet. I sense that somebody is projecting herself into Heidi's <laughs> shoes. Is Heidi a stand-in for any number of the people in this room, uh, Sarah? I, I swear to God, if you watch Spencer on, on the hills, you'd want to punch him in the is face. Is he going to remind me of, uh, of some people I might have known in the past? <laughs> Perhaps. Some uh, Mr. Dillons from times gone by? All right. Uh, so this is him asking uh, if if they're proud of how they are depicted on the shows. Uh, Heidi, are you proud of, of all of this? Uh, um, it was a very hard situation. I think when you go to the jungle... No, the answer, are you proud of this? Am I proud of, of what? You, what? You, the way you guys behaved in this program. Um, I mean, I'm not ashamed. Hmm. I don't think are you anything proud was it? wrong with it. You guys um, claimed that you were tortured. During this, no, we no, never no, no that. yes, you did. You no. claimed you were tortured, <laughs> and your sister, your sister put claims out. Your so my sister, sister uh -huh, who I don't put speak with. So he calls them on uh, the torture allegations, which they then, of course, just deny. They deny ever having, uh, even though they said it over and over again. <laughs> having said it. And you can sense right there that the worm is, is sort of turning, like that he's come into this with some that Al Roker, of all people. Which is sort of like being interrogated by Willard Scott. Uh, yeah, so um, that's why I was wondering. Why are you asking me what a weatherman said? Well, I, 
It's funny you say that, Tim, because uh, they get onto Usually that here. They in, don't matter very much. In just a second. So this is. So then uh, he follows up by talking about uh, their personas. When you decide to do this and you're, you're screaming at people, is this just an act or is this who you really are? Well, I'm not an actor, so I guess. I well, there, although there are those who say The Hills was somewhat scripted, even though it's reality. I mean, this is you, you want to be the villain. Oh no, I, I, I never said no, that. No, you said that for the competitive show, like you know, not in life. I want to be the hero. But in a show that but has a competition... But when you act like that, how do you expect people to think of you as a hero? No, but on that show, I'm the mm -hmm. villain. Mm -hmm. in, in life, I want to be a hero. Uh -huh. On a television show that has a, a one winner, like a champion, right. like a competitive show, that's the show I would choose to be the villain or the bad guy, because... On the bad guys, you know, the hardest part to, to understand in a, in a competition. The best part about it, when you watch the video, just you can tell that Al Roker is dripping with contempt for them, just from every pore of his being. And you also realize, here's something, and you just touched on this, Tim. You sort of realize that Al Roker, this sounds so insane even being formed by my mouth, that Al Roker has a sort of gravitas that you don't necessarily appreciate because, typically, again, weather guy. And so you don't you don't necessarily appreciate the fact that he's a broadcaster who's on TV all the time and kind of knows what he's doing. Mm. Uh, let's see. So there's two more here, and then I'll do the the uh, the second half of these uh. later. Because then they went on the View later and started bitching about Al Roker. So I've got I've got that stuff too. But this is uh, so this is I'm talking about uh, what's his name? I'm talking about uh, Spencer being a jerk. Now you describe yourselves as, as uh, yourself as a new Christian. You were you were baptized by uh, by uh, Stephen Baldwin in the water. Uh, <laughs> is, was that part of a ploy or is that uh, absolutely real? not? Steve even was just such an amazing energy and force I'd ever been around, and I just I felt uh, the love, you know. I'd never been around somebody who just like just he has so much love around him. I was like, whatever you were doing, I want to be a part of it. And he said that was Jesus. But so. the, the, this behavior, do you, I mean, this is not going to continue once now that you're <laughs> off the show, is it? I mean, are you gonna? I mean, there are, you say villain, some people say jerk. I mean, tomato, tomato. Mm -hmm. The, tomato, tomato. The real, that's a butter sharp wit he's got there. The best part of it is when he says, if Stephen Baldwin's part of this, then I want to be involved. Because that's really the mark of quality. <laughs> All right, here's the, uh, here's the final uh, cut here. I, I haven't even got to the thing where uh, Heidi compares herself to Mother Teresa, but that's... That's oh, on I heard the way. about that. Oh, yeah. sweet Jesus, All right, here's really. one more here. Uh, real quick, I'm still trying to figure out... Was okay, so this is, this is them uh, on the phone later bitching about the fact that Al Roker was mean to them. Real quick, I'm still trying to figure out, was the weatherman asking us questions? I thought we were getting interviewed by some guy, Matt Lauer or something. And next thing you know, I got the guy that tells me uh, if it's rainy or sunny telling, trying to ask me questions. So we were thrown off that the weatherman was even trying to talk to Spidey. <laughs> to Spidey? Spidey is how he refers to oh, her. Does he actually say that? Because I thought it was a he misprint. Does. No, 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 no. I. That's how they're referred to. Like they're they're trying to brand themselves as like a. a well, I, I saw that say it, like a Brangelina of sorts. I saw that in the New York Post. Him using the Spidey, but I thought that it was some sort of like somebody put their elbow on the keyboard or oh, something. I thought I maybe think. he's a new Spider-Man. I thought that maybe they wrote the that incorrectly. I thought that that was some sort of a glitch that somebody, the copywriter, uh, you know, the proofreader didn't catch. All right. So I. I got like five more of those uh, of them of them bitching about it uh, to the view people, but I'll get we to can those also here ask, in a bit. Yeah, and we can ask Dax about it. Too. Yes, yes, we can. He's coming up in about uh, ten minutes, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ. More news from Tim Riley coming up. Uh, oh, later Letterman in the just hour. lost a sponsor. Hilton Hotels pulled their advertising from David Letterman. Really? Yes. They were mm -hmm. advertising that night. He told the joke. 
Yes, the Hiltons have a uh, they have a really they have a really pristine name they want to preserve at this point. The Hiltons don't they don't want anything to taint that family name. Hiltons want to stay far away from uh, far far away from taint in all its various varieties. All right, uh, so that's all coming up later on. Don Taylor from Cinematical as well. The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Awesome. It is the Rick Emerson Show, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, on Rock 101 KUFO. It's 503-228-4101. In mere moments, we'll talk to Tim Riley at the news desk. Ladies and gentlemen, from TMZ.com, our good friend Dax Holt. Hello, sir. How are you on this uh, fine Tuesday? I'm doing good. How about yourself, man? I am, uh, I am rolling, brother. What is going on in the, uh, in the world of people who aren't me? <laughs> the world of beautiful people that get in trouble. Well, I mean, really, there's uh, there's us here in this room, and then there's the rest of the world. People who are less important, but still gripping in their own uh, in their own way. Well, the the story I'm finding kind of interesting today is this Lindsay Lohan story where I, I guess she had a big photo shoot for Elle magazine in Europe, and they laced her with all kinds of jewels, five hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry, and then it all went missing after the photo shoot. It's hard to believe that somebody leaving valuables around Lindsay Lohan would end with those things being gone. <laughs> Well, I guess, you know, if you haven't done a movie for a while, those might look a little more appealing than before. Seriously, I, I'm just picturing some sort of, uh, like a fat guy with a wife beater chewing on the stub of a cigar somewhere going, Well, I gives you uh, 300 in cash or 500 in credit. That's good on anything but these toaster ovens, by the way, little lady. What do you want? That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I know that the, Scotland Yard, they're, they're investigating right now. They're going to question her, but I, I don't think she's the main focus of the investigation. They're going to be asking a lot of people questions about where this jewelry went. Well, I imagine if you're Lindsay Lohan, you, uh, you know, you're rich enough to have people to, uh, you know, to steal things for you. I mean, allegedly. That's just my take on it. I, what, else is, uh, what else is going on, sir? Well, you know, Jessica Alba got off on all that, uh, you know, how she went around Oklahoma City posting up those shark uh, posters. Right, she was doing the, that, yeah, the vandalism for for no longer killing the sharks or something. She was spray painting or something, right? It was, yeah, she was putting up yeah. these billboards everywhere and, you know, defaming people's property and defacing, I'm sorry, people's property. And they let her off. They said, you know what? It's okay, Jessica Alba. You're Jessica Alba. You can go. No one wanted to press charges on her. Well, you know, here's the thing. I could I could pretend to be outraged or to have some sort of anger about her getting away with that, but like I would do any different. I mean, really, Jessica, like if I woke up and Jessica Alba was just setting fire to my truck, I mean, do you think I'd be like, I cannot believe I'm going to have you arrested now. I mean, I would just be, I just ask, like, as long as I could just sort of stand and watch, you know, as the uh, as the light from the flames danced across her face. That's really all I would care about. So. I, I, the only thing I'd be like, Jessica, can you just torch my car in a bikini? And that's, I will be totally happy. That's it. And then, like, and then like if I could just get a photo of you and me and the flames, like, all, all and then if you could sign it to Rick, my biggest fan. <laughs> that was creepy. I'm sorry for sounding like a... Well, we'll bring the it's curtain good. It's, down it's on this Galva. whole sorry episode. All right, Dax Holt from TMZ.com. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, man. There you go. That is Dax Holt. You can see him uh, tonight on uh, TMZ Television, 1130 on Fox 12. You Let's, can see uh, him. He's on there quite a bit. He is. Uh, him and his spiky Curtis Lemansky hair. Mm-hmm. Let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal savior, Tim. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. 627. There's a small chance of showers today, highs in the 70s. Two West Lynn boys are in big, big trouble after attempting to sell fake guns to buy snacks. Cops responded to a call that the youngsters were outside the market of choice after somebody saw them pull out what looked like to be a real gun from a backpack. The kids took off on their bikes and were found hiding in some bushes. Cops found a realistic-looking HK MP5 machine gun in that backpack, several fake Glock pistols, similar to what the cops use. 
The boys said they were trying to earn a few bucks to buy some bagels. They were scolded and sent home to face further punishment from their parents. Wait a minute. First of all, is the place actually called the Market of Choice? That's what it says here. It wasn't. This isn't sort of like a euphemism, like like no. when they when the homeless man died, found next. You know, he was found next to a bottle of his beverage of choice. This is, and they were using it to buy bagels. Well, they attempted to buy bagels, but they were stopped after somebody called up and reported them. That just seems like the snack food that my mind was not going to. When you're talking about some ruffians out of the store trying to sell what looks like an automatic weapon to buy something, I guess I went right to the Slim Jim. What's but, miscreant food? I you would see, but wouldn't you think that it would be just be like, like pizza? But it would be no, it'd be like some sort of some like an extreme snack chip of some kind. Like it'd be like that new Doritos uh, flavor, which tastes like jalapeno uh, poppers. Which, by the way. Those things are awesome because they taste just like those. Because you, I don't mean to pick on Doritos, but a lot of times you get one of those snack foods that purportedly tastes like something else and it never does. Have you had the, the Doritos that taste, they're called the late night jalapeno popper Doritos, Mm-mm. Tim? No. I have not. <laughs> With ill concealed disdain, he answers. I don't the question. think I've had a normal Dorito. You've had Doritos, it, like in general, though, like at some point. I had chips and salsa. Is that. Similar to that? No. Did you have Did you have like blue chips that were made of hand ground corn by the by the people of of, no, of Peru? Some Doritos, you know, that are like covered in cheese powder. No. Carried here by a Sherpa, no. handed to you on a plate of gold. You've no. never had a. Dorito? You've never had Doritos? I don't think so. You are a bad American, Tim Riley. What All about right, Cheetos. No, 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 no. Don't, let's just remember they have cheese. Let's in not stop this with cheese. They're Cheetos. There's a tiger on the front wearing a, or no, it's not sunglasses. A, no, it's not a tiger. It's a cheetah. Is it Chester Cheetah? <laughs> yes. It and is. I don't drink soda either. All right, we're gonna go through a list later of snack foods and see what you've tried. <laughs> Hold on, Tim. Snack food list. Anyway, th- th- real quickly though, the point is, like, if you buy a, a brand of like a, a you know of, of chip or you know some sort of a snack and it's supposed to taste like something else, it never really tastes like that. It always just tastes like the same crap. It always tastes like like those Pringles that were supposed to taste like uh, bacon. I have never been more disappointed in my life than when I tried those bacon Pringles. And the bacon Pringles are not they're just barbecue flavor. That's all it is. It's just barbecue flavor with a picture of bacon on the front. I mean, that really is like a fool me once kind of a thing. So there's a two exceptions, though. A, the pizza flavored Pringles. They do taste like pizza. And most specifically, my wife was the one who pointed this out. And it's totally true. Pizza-flavored Pringles taste like Chuck E. Cheese pizza, uh, which at this point is really the only good thing about Chuck E. Cheese. Their pizza is uh, is quite tasty. Pizza-flavored Pringles taste like that, and the late-night jalapeno popper Doritos taste exactly like the jalapeno poppers you would get at a bar, uh, you know, like uh, like midnight, like they've been kind of cooking underneath the heat lamp all day. They are... Uh, they're... So they're, they're Cheetos? No, they're Doritos. Doritos. Doritos, okay. yeah. Late-night jalapeno Doritos. Uh, I'll get some later. I'll find. I'll bring some in so you can try. Just so okay. you can. All right, that sounds kind of. Amazing. Do you like jalapeno poppers? I do. These Doritos taste just like those. They're uh, yeah, they're they're quite tasty. Here's Tim Riley. Renters of a Portland apartment complex are complaining of the second sewage spill in a week. The disgusting liquid was pumped out Sunday after one tenant complained of eight inches of the goo covering her floor in just thirty minutes. Ew. It usually just floods sinks and bathtubs, but now it's just going too far. Whose sink is flooded by sewage? These people in this apartment complex. I demand to know what apartment complex this is. So I, I don't n- have the name. Why would they give us the... What part of Portland is it in? I, I would imagine it's the east side. <laughs> would you now? Yes. Where the Cheetos Why? are. Yeah. All right. Well, I would imagine it's the east side, too. Who am no, I kidding? Are you, my upstairs neighbor's toilet overflowed, remember? It and, could be the and same it was building. raining through my ceiling. You know, I was just uh, talking to Lara about this last night. We were sitting in the living room doing something or other. It's raining sewage. Hallelujah. 
Um, that was a free one. <laughs> is that like a free sample of the Tim yes, Riley comedy is. service? Do I have to pay you six ninety nine a month or some barter spots to get yeah. the rest of that comedy? Tim, what if I air some of your net commercials? Will I get more of your jokes throughout the day? Become a millionaire overnight. Do not leave your home. <laughs> I wanted to spend more time with my children. Now they love me more. I, I made $5,000 in just one hour last week. Do you know, what a, familiar? You know what a downline is? Um, so my wife and I were sitting in our living room last night, though, and there was this... Just this drunk in the... I mean, I was going to try to call in him something else. Room. No, he was... Well, that's a whole separate story, Tim. Um, the uh, No, there was this drunk in the parking lot of the uh, the place next door to us. And it was one of those things where his wife had gone off somewhere and he didn't approve. And she oh, was... was that the one with fat, fat ladies yelling into the cell phone? Was yeah. he swaying around next oh, to the dumpster? And she was gone. Like, she was three or four blocks away, but he was doing that thing of trying to put on a show, standing out there like, you know... Woman, don't you come back! You know, and like she was, I mean, she had, I mean, she was like three counties over and he was still out there in the parking lot. See, I just want to sit on your porch and just like eat popcorn and watch this happen because I watch Jerry Springer every morning. It's like, yeah, no, I it's, know. I want to see the real life thing. It's like living on a huge stage uh, of the Jerry Springer show. Well, because we used to live a couple blocks away and we would just sit and watch everybody going into the sex club because uh, we're across from Angels or Ace of Hearts, it was, it was then called. And we used to just sit outside on Friday and Saturday and just watch. And it was always like with a big bowl of popcorn. <laughs> Swing out the window. Like twi- no, not even the window. We would just go sit, like, kind of lean against that gate. Like, there was that security gate, which I think was to keep us in. Mm. But there was, we would just sit there and watch these, like, twin fat women in latex skirts walking in with a duffel bag on one shoulder and towel on the other Ew. to get their sex on. Um, and so we would watch that. And now, here's another thing. Just one, one, one final thing about uh, Southeast and our particular uh, street. You can see somebody, some huge thing wrapped in a towel holding a big bag of Cheetos. Your thing I was sexy. <laughs> Want to come to my room? <laughs> that was so creepy. That was weird. You've never done anything scarier than that just now. It smells like children. Um, Do the... you have a life for this camel? <laughs> I wish that here's something I wish I had photographed the other day to bring in for you guys, and I almost did, but I couldn't find our camera at home. It was our camera had gone. It would have gone missing. Because I was going to photograph something and bring it in. I was going to call it, like, Shades of Southeast, the Parade of, of Humanity. So I was, uh, I heard something, I don't know, some, some ruckus a while back, and it was in the middle of the day. And it was on a weekday. It was, like, Thursday at, like, I don't know, 1 in the afternoon. So Lara's gone, and I'm in the kitchen doing something or other. And um, and I hear this sort of, like, and it was like sort of a bickering happening back and forth. And I look out, and there's these two people walking down the street. And it's a guy and a woman. And it's like they're both faces of meth. Where you get, like, you know they're probably only in their late 30s, early 40s. But they look, like, you know that they're only that old. But they look so much older. I mean, they all look like Sam Elliott. Uh, but not in a sexy way. I mean, it's like the women look like Sam Elliott, too. And they're walking along. And the woman is clutching the paper bag that clearly has the bottle in it. You know, she's got, like, the pint of whatever. And she's drunk. He's slightly less drunk. And I, I just know in my guts they were walking down the street to take a left and then a right to go to the convenience store, which sells more high-octane, like, fortified wine. So <clears throat> clearly they were on their way for a refill of some kind. They're walking down the street. And the woman is actually so drunk that she keeps falling over and just landing on her back in, the, in like, on, the, on the, the lawn of the yard across the street from the house across the street. So the guy's walking along, and they're both staggering, Day of the Dead style. And then she just will kind of go like, and sort of like a marionette with the strings cut would just go, and just fall on her back on the lawn. And the guy, rather than helping her up, because why would you do that, would just scream at her to to get up, and she wouldn't. 
And then he would do that thing of like waving his hand like a to heck with you. Like he was sort of dismissing her and wander off. But then he would just stop and wait for her to get up. And it's so like it took them probably 20 minutes to make it a block because she would get up. They'd walk like three steps. She would go spin around, fall, land on the ground. He would yell at her to get up. She wouldn't. He'd walk off. Then he'd stop. Then she'd get up. Then they'd walk another three feet. And then the whole thing would start over again with her passing out. And I sat in the kitchen window. I must have watched them for 15 minutes. I mean, just sort of off and on as I was, like, doing dishes or whatever, just sort of looking out. And it was just, it really is just the most interesting the, the, the sea of humanity uh, that you can uh, that you can observe on my street. In so, southeast Portland. Really? So you're welcome to come by any time, Sarah, and just uh, pour yourself a cool one. No one will even notice. You this message there. sponsored by the Southeast Portland Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> Visit us soon, won't you? And bring the family. Housing is affordable. And then we can go down to the street for a stripper soup. Yes. Yes, we can. I still haven't gone to that. See, I, have, I haven't gone to your to... place where all the strippers are at the swimming pool. No, no, no. I think you should come today because it's supposed to be like 80 degrees. And, at um, the stripper swimming pool. Yes, the stripper swimming pool. And uh, there were a bunch of them there yesterday. Awesome. Now, and, they, these... and a lot of them brought their boyfriends, too. And they're all like covered in like these, ho- like not horrible, Hers. actually, just like lots of tattoos. Yeah. And are these, let me ask you this. So this apartment building where all the strippers live, are these strippers that, how do I put this? Is this kind of the thing where in the cold, harsh light of day, they're not looking so good? And you you realize what that purple light at the strip club really does? Some yeah. of them are kind of hot, and some of them are, uh, yeah, they don't need to see the daylight. They're more seasoned. Yes. <laughs> they've, they've been like a, jerky. Yes. They've been in the business a little bit longer. <laughs> like a sexy pemmican. But it's it's the funniest, like, just mix of people. They're, like, old school, like, skater dudes, and then, like, strippers, and then there's, like, like the thug life in the corner. And this is Heather's apartment building? Mm-hmm. Doesn't she have a college? Is that the name of the complex? Heather's Heather's Apartments? Yes. Your future home? Is there a banner hanging outside? Yes, there is. Available now. Seriously, doesn't she have a... If you've lived here, you'd be home right now. Doesn't she have a degree in like more sleep? Doesn't she have a degree in American political science or something? Yes, but it's fun. Okay, so she lives there by choice. Yeah. I mean, it's not like she couldn't live somewhere. I mean, look, I'm not trying no, to malign Heather. I'm just full of strippers and enjoys it. I'm just saying she's respectable as opposed to us, for example, or you know, Sarah and I. Yes. Uh, I mean, so okay, so she just lives there because it's because it's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it's a it is entertaining, and there are a lot of amenities included with her. Not rent. just, the, I mean, other than the strippers. Yes, it's where other all than the beautiful the people gather in that area. Apparently so. <laughs> all right, I'll have to go there today. Okay. All right. Uh, straight ahead, we have the news with Tim Riley later on. Don Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show, available anytime, anywhere. It's too bad about your rocky insides where no man's seed can find purchase. (laughs) Visit KUFO.com right now. Just weird. All right, it is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up here in about, uh, I don't know, 35 minutes, around 7.20, we will talk to Dawn Taylor from Cinematical. Uh, she's got the DVD releases, uh, releases, DVD releases to discuss today. Oh, and also she went off to uh, have her head shrunk uh, last week. Oh, she had yeah, her, I want to know how that went. She had her psychiatrist appointment, so we'll talk about that. We're always happy to weigh in on the issue of mental health. Ladies and gentlemen at the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley. <laughs> in the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. It is 646. There is a small chance of showers today. High temperatures will be once again in the 70s. Give us a $40 million stadium or we're out of here. 
If the Beavers can't have that new stadium in Lentz, they may leave town. If I can't move to Lentz, I'm not going to live in Oregon at all. That's the way it goes. And, well, apparently they want us to spend big bucks on that. Uh, many of the Lentz people are unhappy Well, <laughs> that they're going to get something brand <laughs> you new. You can just put the period right there. Many people in Lentz are unhappy. Period. Also, they would like a new stadium. And, of course... Well, the other thing was they wanted to knock down Memorial Coliseum, that big, ugly box. Well, nobody wanted to do that either. It's historic, Tim. It's very historic. It's it's like one of the monuments to the Romans. Who demands to have something uh, built that requires them to be in Lent more often? I mean, what is the what is up with that? Who's going to drive halfway across nowhere to get there with gas prices being what they are? I'd like to drive somewhere where my car is going to be stolen and my body will be set on fire. That's great. Awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, that's the way that goes. Uh, Mustard gas is once again being burned in eastern Oregon. Hooray. It's time to set fire to the chemical stockpile. It'll be burned in the usual safe manner. Umatilla houses 12% of the nation's chemical weapons inventory. It's a point of local pride. Then uh, let's see here. All right. Next story. Corinna Roberts faces the death penalty for killing the Craigslist mom and her child had pled not guilty during her arraignment yesterday. Due to Oregon law... She can't be charged with killing the infant due to technicalities. I won't get into all this. You can read it elsewhere if you need to know. Roberts has been indicted on four counts of more serious charges. Then we have uh, people with uh, methamphetamine uh, trying to sell their babies on Craigslist and being caught. We thought it might be to uh, find a new home for the child, which would be illegal. But what it really appears to be at this point is a cry for help. Uh, It was under a volunteer section and... Uh, That taken into account, there likely won't be criminal charges based on the Craigslist entry. A cry for help. It sounds like I thought it was a cry for drugs. This happened in Nebraska. There are places where desperate uh, mothers to get rid of their babies other than Craigslist. They could come here to Child Saving Institute and we could... Bum a smoke. Connect them with resources in the community in order to help ease their stress, in order to get the services in place that they need. You know what eases your stress? Using a rubber. That'll ease your stress, friend. So let's back up for a second. When you said they were trying to sell their baby for drugs. Yes, on Craigslist. But that was a cry for help. It well, she was, she was a methamphetamine addict, and she said her 18-month-old deserved a better mom. Oh, At least well, she was honest about oh, it. Oh, no, okay. Well, never okay. mind. Well, who can disagree with that? All right. Fair enough. Okay, good. Good for her. There's something to be said for self-awareness. Oh, and Nebraska's that place where you can kick your kid out of the car at the, like up to the age of 17, right? Yeah. I mean, they were going to try to close that loophole because I think they were. Here's the great thing about that. That was a story we discussed, I don't know, sometime last year, where in, in Nebraska it, they had this thing. It was like a it was like a book return at the library or something where if you had a baby you didn't want, which I would say is the case for about eighty percent of people who have babies, that you suddenly realize, oh, I chose poorly. At control Z, nah, crap. And then you just got a kid that you could just go drop it off at the hospital. But they realized that the way the law was written, you could do it up to the age of seventeen. So you had a sixteen-year-old that was just a bastard, as they are. You could just go, uh, you know, you could just kick it out the door and leave it behind. Mm-hmm. And they were closing the loophole, not because they thought that like it was a bad idea somehow. Because I think they were just embarrassed by it. Like, they were suddenly horrified. They were horrified that it revealed that the vast numbers of people who just realized they didn't really want their kids around. And it was sort of, uh, I believe, uh, it was... Uh, That's something that people with like us who don't have kids already know about. It was people. uncovering an unpleasant truth, Sarah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Like, uh, you don't think that we know? We know. Kids? We know. Oh, we're, we're fully aware. Here's Tim Riley. If you want to live longer, get a cat. 
That's the founding of uh, Professor Adrian Karishi. He says owning a cat works wonders for your health. So that actually is a pretty substantial benefit from having cats. It's almost as strong a benefit as actually having blood pressure medication, cholesterol medication, or other therapeutic interventions that we are so familiar with. I hate to sound like an ugly American, but I couldn't tell if he was done speaking or if the soundbite just cut off abruptly there at the end. I, his well, inflection he, was difficult for me to, uh, to, to, to uh, decipher. Well, he's not done yet. He's only a, a press conference about cat health. But at this point, uh, are we at a cross point or crossroad where from now onwards, anybody who is at high risk for cardiovascular disease, we recommend they actually acquire a domestic pet such as a cat to modify their risk. Oh, so he, but he's not talking about cats as such. He's talking about some, a pet in general. No, cats. But I think he said a, a domestic pet such as a cat. In other words, you could get a, a different kind of... You're not advocating the cat ownership. Here. Well, that's what he's doing. All right. Well, that's where the research money came from, the well, Cat Institute. What does he know? I mean, really. I, the, the, come on. What, with his fancy PhD and his learnifying. The, because, you know, if you go to the hospital, they have therapy dogs, but they don't have... Ther- I mean, this sounds like a joke, like a stand-up comedy thing, but they don't have therapy cats. Cat would scratch your eyes out. That's exactly what I'm saying. Here, little Jimmy, I'm sorry you lost your hair. Hold on. Ah, ah! And then the cat just goes right for the face. You know, I did. They, the, you know, they have therapy. I know that Don Taylor's coming in today, so I shouldn't bring this up. But they have therapy pit bulls, which is a strange thing. Um, there's a whole program where if you, there's a pit bull and they train them, I don't know, to, to not eat babies or whatever. And then they, you know, and they give them to people and the people feel better about it. But there's a, but they don't do that with anything. I think there are therapy. What did my wife tell me? There's therapy dogs and there are therapy. It was something that seemed kind of crazy. It was like therapy. Birds? Bur- it was birds, actually. I think I've not heard a therapy goat. birds. No, not a goat. <laughs> or goats. <laughs> just sitting there just being gored by it. <laughs> well, it distracts you from your here's problems. A ther- here's a therapy bull. Have fun. <laughs> Horn right through the thorax. Excellent. Here's Tim Riley. The biggest bar crawl in the history of... Utah is being held July 1st in celebration of ditching club membership in that state. 16 whole bars across the state. You've got to crawl through the whole state to go to 16 bars. It takes five or six weeks. It's part of this open house celebration. Think of it like a bar open house instead of a, uh, a drunken pub crawl. Um, it's, uh, it'll be a blast. It's not good. Nothing in Utah is a blast, friend. Is this in Salt Lake proper? You have to go across the entire state for 16 That's bars. That's what it says, the entire state. <laughs> Having lived there for many years, I can assure you, uh, it's nothing. It's a big state, in, isn't it? Doesn't it take several days? To it's a there? big state filled with nothing. It is a big state filled with this absolute. Are they on foot? Bupkis <laughs> and signs that say "Do not take the rocks," but I'll t- I took one anyway. I you still have it from Southern Utah. Good for you. I still have it. I uh, figured it was worth the drive. Is that where your car broke down? Was like in Moab? No, no, uh, it was. But I mean, it was what's that, the name it, of that? But uh, it was that area, right, where there's all the, yeah. the rock formations. It, it was where people were exposed to some atomic blast. Oh, well, that could be any number. I know. Did it look like you were in a Wiley Coyote cartoon? Yes. Yeah, so that's and Southern I Utah. Out. Oh, that, no, that place will kill you. Southern Utah is, is. And it sneaks up on you. Yeah. You think you're a little bit tired. I think I can close one eye and keep driving. <laughs> then the other. Well, now that you close one, try the other one, but only for a short period of time. Slam. <laughs> you wake up and you're just covered in aphids and sand. Yes. Um, Thank goodness for helpful Mormons. Oh no, that's uh, and their bungee cords. That's the uh, no. The Southern Utah is is dangerous. People don't really realize that because it's just a desert. And you're right. Just suddenly there's nothing. Is it St. Charles? And it's 108 uh, St. George. St. George. Yeah, that's what it was. On a road trip when I was younger, through there, there is nothing. It's beautiful, but it's like 150 degrees, and suddenly you are in the middle of a big empty. 
There's a whole lot of nothing there. So, uh, A, no pub crawl. But he wouldn't even call it a pub crawl. Why did he just call it an open house? Yes. Well, that's the most Mormon thing I've ever heard, too. It's, it's, and then we're going to go to a series of fabric stores, and it's going to be very exciting, and we're going to spend the whole— You know what? Uh, I can say this because I'm married to one. Uh, you know what Mormons love to do? They love to scrapbook. They love it. Mm-hmm. They love it like they love, uh, you know, like they love their own parents. They love scrapbooking and anything that involves going to a craft store. So I just, I don't know what it is. It's part of the Mormon cultural imperative or some such. All right, let's do uh, one more here, and then we'll get uh, caught up on the other side with uh, more of Tim Riley and Don Taylor. Well, here's something kind of weird. Joe Biden is not ruling out a run for the presidency. We have the order of this operation correct. We got the order correct. He's the president. I'm the vice president. But you don't want to become president. You won't. Why run. do you say that? I think <laughs> I, what, what, what I you said. Think what, about it. What, what I said was, he, I think he's going to be a great president, and I think he's off to a great start. And I'm glad to be a part but of. But you, you won't rule it out that you'll think no, about I being president. I won't rule that out. No. Okay. Dreamer. Would you, why would they, Why did they even let him speak? Why does Obama let him out of the house at this point? He totally I mean, shouldn't. He's like the Chuck Knopf of a. You know they they, they have a they have a politics. brand new they have a brand new bunker at his house that he can keep they can keep him in. That's right. If they can find the key. I saw that. Sarah's shaking her head at me disapprovingly. Chuck Knopf is he's Chuck Knopf is a good friend of the program and he has he's gotten a lot uh, a lot better about this thing. I imagine. Well, he got a lot better because he left radio, so he is not in a position to do this anymore. Uh, at least not in this industry. Chuck Knopf is uh, was the news guy when we used to work for Fisher Broadcasting. He worked in the studio next to us, and Chuck Knopf. Again, good guy, and I mean that sincerely. I'm not saying that as like a way to then, oh, like, awesome. to then like knock him down about something. But Chuck had this whole thing of we would be in a in a staff meeting or like in an all building meeting where like the general manager's there, and there's a lot of like, you know, and it's stressful because you're always afraid that it's going to be like, and you're all fired, uh, and so you just want to get in, get the meeting done, and get out. And Chuck, being a news guy, would always raise his hand. You know, because the general manager would say, are there any questions? And then you're like, no, no, no one, no one raise your hand. And then Chuck would, of course, raise his hand like Sam Donaldson. Go, uh, Ron, I have a question. Are we being sold? And it would just ask a whole series of embarrassing and awkward queries. <laughs> so that's kind of what Joe Biden reminds me of. And, and so when he speaks, you're like, oh, no, Ixnay, Joe. Nah, crap. All right. Well, there you go. Maybe he can run against Sarah Palin. That'd be great. Yeah, except the thing is she'd win, though. That's the thing. Sarah Palin would completely beat him uh, if she ran against Joe Biden. How much do you want to see her run against Barack Obama? How deeply satisfying would that be? Like an Obama Palin uh, face-off in 2012? That would have been kind of amazing. Oh, I don't think it's going to happen. Shivers of pleasure. All right, uh, straight ahead, we'll talk to Don Taylor from uh, Cinematical. Later on, uh, we'll give away a pair of tickets to the U.S. Air Guitar Championships and have more from Tim Riley. More of the Rick Emerson Show in mere moments. Only on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO! Portland! Wait a minute, are you asking me? No, we're just curious as to where we could find hookers. You mean like, philosophically speaking? Or no, were they no, advertised? No, no actual hookers. You mean like a, like on the street or on, on, online? Online. Oh, and well, on the, the street. They're the more quality ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah what, with the, what with their access to a, to a free computer at the library and all. Uh, no, Craigslist still has the, uh, there's whores on Craigslist still. I thought that they were taking away the whores. No, 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 no. But remember we had You'll this never t- take them away. They've been around forever. You can have my whores when you pry them from my cold, dead hands. No, you can never get rid of whores. They're like, uh, they're like ticks. And they're underneath, underneath the skin. You gotta burn them out. Ew. Or do that thing where you cover them up with, uh, with petroleum jelly. Anyway, uh, well, let me look. Hold on. Portland Craigslist. 
Portland, what is it? Portland Craig, Portland, Portland dot Craigslist dot org. Yeah. Hold on. All right, hold on. We're uh, looking up whores online. Uh, we need see. some We've available. We've done this before. Why are we always looking up whores? <laughs> well, why not, Sarah? Oh. I think that really is the more present. They have question. to be available afterwards. What else am I going to use the internet for? To learn? Exactly. I don't can, think so. And they be available during the day. As Steve Kastenbaum already said. Like in the, the, for example, like in the issue of Iran, what, like I'm going to become all knowledgeable about uh, about theocracies by no, the end of the day? Not, not going to happen. Wasn't so it just, casual encounters? No, no, that's uh, no, that's for just that's just humping. Isn't that a personal thing? That's not. That's for free. That's just for that's, uh, that's giving for, it away. That's for that's for that's for ugly people who are giving it away. Like so. people who ride around on bicycles naked in the middle of the night. <laughs> so how do we, those are people who are advertising? Do you, you want to go unfurl a banner and then have some hairy sex in the bushes that'll be totally unsatisfying? That's great. No, you look okay. Here we go. Services. See, I hear the thing. Oh, you I'm, go under services. No, no, no. It, well, that's where it was before. Uh, but it's not It's not called erotic services anymore. It is adult. Adult, okay. Adult services. I'm clicking on adult, adult services. services. Well, how is that different from erotic services? They change the wording to get away with it. I mean, is Don't that get caught again? But is that the deal? Is that really? Is it just like a bit of new speak? Right. It's a new. It's kind of like the speakeasy. Is that like how RJR uh, Tobacco became, uh, you know, at El, El Lanta or something? Or they changed their name? It was like some weird Pentium type name that they uh, they changed the company. Nobody to? remembers. All right. Let's see here. Pretty uh, face, chubby waist, brown hottie. Wait a minute. Hold on. What, I guess that's what, as good what? as it gets, huh? She's got she's got a brown waist. A uh, pretty face, chubby waist. Oh. Brown hottie. Let's see here. Here's somebody who claims to be the best in the business. She's on 181st. Well, that's clearly not true. Wow. Hello. Is she the best in the business? Well, um. Oh. Yeah, I gotta close this window. I found a stunning Swede. The, I know I, your feelings. I don't know what's false or true, but hopefully by the time you're done, you're reading this, you'll know exactly what I do. I got to. She's, uh, a, she's a poet. All right, I have to. I have to close these. Uh, I have to close these. Okay, so anyway, yes. Question yours. answered. Now we can still find hookers. Let's move forward. Wait a minute. Why were you discussing that? I don't know. Well, no, no, no. That's a lie. You're lying to me right now. That's I can't con- remember what brought it. You're up. deceiving me. No, you I know really the don't. context. It was just casual conversation. No. So Tim was just bringing up whores I for no reason. Them up. Tim. Don, Don Taylor, Taylor from Cinematical. <laughs> Hello, Don Taylor. Hello, it was me. I let's, brought up uh, the Let's now find uh, Don Taylor's theme music so we can... Ah, there we go. Why were you bringing up hookers, Don Taylor? I honestly, I don't remember. See, I, see we don't know. It just it just organically one of those sort things. of developed in the conversation, right. because as as these things do. Now, here's... Oh, a, I remember why, because you were asking why people would pay money to advertise for their hookerdom when you could do it for free on Craigslist. Well, yeah, because no, I see, was that's, also... That's, no, because I was, I was saying that I was still surprised that they still... Uh, it was legal. I've always been surprised that it was legal to advertise in the back of... Certain alternative weekly publications, the prostitutions have these prostitutes have these big old ads. When prostitution is ostensibly illegal, how is it they can have big old full color ads advertising it in the back of our alternative weekly? Well, I want, usually they're selling stockings or something, aren't they? Well, that's see the, the thing is, isn't it usually like a, you know they're offering like a, a like a, a like a massage or something, and then it's a. You know, or they'll do they'll do that thing of uh, you know, like I'm just charging for my time if I decide to have relations with you. Mm. Uh, so, but we all know what it is. It's what? like I'm Candy. Here's my phone number, and that's the entire ad. I give I, sensual massages. The um, no, but it's, but see, they don't, and they don't say that anymore. We had a whole discussion about this. Actually, we were talking about the uh, the acronyms or whatever that they use online, where it's. Uh, you know, where it's, it's like W, like W for M, which is women for men. But there was that thing, that phrase, um, that phrase, girlfriend experience was G F E, and we couldn't figure out what that meant. And I don't think I ever actually was able to determine it. Somebody told us that if they're advertising a a girlfriend experience, 
Somebody said that that just means humping, that they'll just they'll have uh, biblical relations with you. Somebody Not that though shopping for handbags. No, a girl, if a girlfriend experience, they'll come over and they'll tell you how to paint your house and then leave you. <laughs> yeah, the, the real girlfriend experience is just she just sits on your sofa and tells you you're doing everything wrong. <laughs> She'll change you into somebody she doesn't want to have sex with. Um, anywho, uh, the, uh, but somebody told us that the girlfriend experience was that. Uh, was that like kissing and stuff was included? Because a lot of times, like hand holding and all that stuff. Hand holding, yes. Is that what they call that now? No, the but oh. no, but isn't that the Julia Roberts thing that they don't? She doesn't kiss, right? Isn't that the Pretty Woman deal that she doesn't? Well, kiss yeah, the, when she was playing a hooker, I don't think it's Julia. No, Roberts. but I'm but I'm saying it's that. No, sort Julia of died, Roberts does not kiss. Yes, anyone. no, no <laughs> kissing on the mouth. Yeah. Like uh, Julia, but you know, <laughs> you would swallow them alive. You hear that thing about hookers that they won't, you know, they like the sex, but they won't. But like, then when she really loved him, she kissed him on the mouth. Exactly, it was a bad That's example, perhaps. But somebody told us that the girlfriend experience thing was that was where they would like it was uh, they they would this is just the saddest thing ever to, now that I'm saying it out loud that they would pretend they really liked you so you'd pay them to kiss you on my own so yeah I was I was thought the girlfriend experience was sort of what out call prostitution used to be that they actually go on a date with you like rather than you just like have them come to your sleazy hotel room and well, they're hanging up a you, sheet in an alley somewhere go somewhere and do something together and she looks presentable and isn't wearing hot pants and a <laughs> in a looks, fake furry jacket she looks presentable <laughs> she has all her teeth and no visible scars and i call that one in the wind column excellent uh what are we talking about today don taylor other than whoring of course well i think we're talking about uh dvds that uh movies on dvd that are about crazy people excellent and uh, i don't know if you want to discuss it or not but i did mention a movie that's coming out today called Tommy and the Cool Mule. Dude, I put the uh, preview up for this. Have you seen the trailer for this movie? No. Okay, you, the, everyone now, uh, During this the- is something you want to see. You go to rickemerson.com right now, and it's the first blog entry. Tell me if I've got this right. It is a movie starring Ice-T as a talking mule who helps a boy save the family farm. While aided by Kevin Sorbo of Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. That, that would pretty Have much I cover it. Have I left anything out? Um, other than the fact that the kid has to uh, be in a big race. And I believe the talking mule has some sort of magical qualities as well. It's just, it, it looks like the best it's thing that's ever existed. It's a magical talking mule. Well, of course. Is there any other kind? So Yeah, not, as opposed to your normal talking yes. mule. You go to rickemerson.com, you can see the trailer for this. And what is it called? Tommy and the Cool Mule. Please tell me you've seen the whole film. I actually have acquired this movie and could not bring myself to watch it, mostly because I think I didn't want to spoil the trailer, because the trailer is just so delightful. There's no way that the movie could possibly deliver on that potential. Exactly. All right. Uh, we'll do that. Tim Riley, what stories are we tracking on this uh, on this uh, Tuesday morning? So Letterman apologizes, and Sarah Palin accepts the apology on behalf of all women, not just some of them. And the Incredible Hulk's ex-wife alleges he does lots of drugs and is an alcoholic. The Incredible Hulk? Uh, Hulk Hogan. You wouldn't like me when I've done several racks of cocaine. (laughs) I guess that was a mistake on my... And believe it or not, President Obama is booed by a crowd. Okay. Hulk smoke whole bag of crystal. Raid refrigerator for comestibles. That's a dumb joke. You shouldn't laugh at that. Not even a charity laugh. Nobody laughed. (laughs) Nobody laughed. So we're all set. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest man who's ever lived, David Lee Roth. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Stay right there. Don't miss a moment of the Rick Emerson Show. Hello, it's a tongue. Where you'll be filled with desperate, miserable shame. Sex me. Listen online, live or via podcast at KUFO.com.
It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for uh, joining us today. It is 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Okay, still to come, i got to play uh, the rest of these. I think I've done all the cuts with Heidi and Spencer and Al Roker. I mean, you know, I mean, I have the entire, like, six-minute interview or whatever. So what but else you, do you have that you have been taunting me with? I've kind of played you uh, the cream of the crop in terms of uh, Al Roker talking to those two. But then they uh, they called into, I guess it was The View, because at one point, uh, Barbara Walters is talking to them. So I've got Barbara Walters kind of laying into them, and then them and, then uh, them in turn, Heidi and, uh, and Spencer, those guys are talking about Al Roker. And what's his name? Spencer has clearly latched onto this uh, thing where he's just going to refer to Al Roker as the, the weatherman. Weather over and over and over. So and over we'll get over. to that. <laughs> hold on a second. Ladies and gentlemen, just hold on. I'm going to mic something here in the back of the studio. I need to take a picture of this. On. Yes. Can you turn this up? All right. The next sound you hear. Let's go ahead. Eventually. And hold on. Timmy, you want to? Oh, my drill is dead. Oh. I'm going to have to use the manual oh. and hang on. I'm my, not even going to be able to get the electric drill sound. I just looked. So that is the sound of Tim Riley's electric drill, which you just brought into the studio. So let me just it needs give you charge. Let me give you a little backstory. Done any maintenance in a while? This is my landlord's box. Okay, let me just give you a little backstory about what's happening. So here in the studio, we have a, a series of dry erase boards that are hung on the back wall, and it's just so you can sort of see what's coming up, like if shows are coming up, or you know, like what Court and Bobby are going to be doing today, or so they can see what we're going to be doing tomorrow, whatever. So you can just sort of you know see what's happening on the station and around our fair city. So the dry erase boards are hung in such a way that as you leave the studio, you are obliged to walk by them both at a very close distance because there's not a lot of space between the countertop and the dry erase boards. The lower dry erase board, and you know how they all have that metal tray at the bottom where you keep the, the markers and the eraser? The lower dry erase board, the metal tray has this jagged edge on the end of it. That has now injured, I think, all of us. All of us. Um, all been stabbed. By I it. mean, it took a huge chunk Greg out of just my got arm. Stabbed today. This, yesterday, it took a huge piece out of my arm, and one of those things where I didn't even realize how deeply until I looked down, and I was kind of covered in blood later, um, and I just went, "My God!" And that's a distinctly unnerving sensation, by the way. I would say uniquely disturbing when you realize that there is blood pouring out of you, and you're not really sure why that happened. So. Greg, I think this morning took step number one of taking a bunch of uh, duct tape and just duct taping, duct taping. Well, well, it's, it's down. <laughs> duct taping the the edge of the tray so that it can't stab you. And Tim made some observation about ten minutes ago. He said, "Somebody got to take that down off the wall." And I said, "Well, that's a good idea." And I just said, sort of agreeing in general. As we came back from the break, just now I look over, and Tim has brought in this huge orange box that is filled with all kinds of scary implements. And it has a label on the side of it, by the way, that says Sportsman's Dry Box. Excellent. Sounds like an ailment of some kind. It does. Are you suffering from Sportsman's Dry Box? (laughs) Tenectin is the answer. All right, Tim. So Tim Riley has now taken the dry erase board down off the wall. If you want to get something done, call the landlord. All right, excellent. Make sure he's a good one, like me. Wait a minute. So you had so your power screwdriver didn't work, and you actually had a backup screwdriver well, I with you? I haven't done any maintenance since uh, January during the unpleasantness. Yes. When my tenant moved out around the same time as I was <laughs> laid off. Everybody was moving out around Yay. that time, Tim. <laughs> excellent. All right, so that the dry erase board is gone. Look well done. That, Greg, just for you. Excellent. All right, we so there you go. Greg got scratched. So let's uh, 
Let us take a moment to reset. We come back. We'll talk to Don <laughs> Taylor about some DVD releases and uh, your sh- your shrink appointment. We'll see okay. how that went as well. Uh, later on in the next hour, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to have another installment of Video Rodeo. Right now, we're going to take uh, caller number 10, though. If you are caller 10 at 503-228-4101, you're going to win a pair of tickets to the U.S. Air Guitar Championships happening uh, June 23rd at Dante's. Tickets on sale now at all Tickets West Outlets. you got to be 21 and over. But we'll uh, give away a pair of those right now to caller number 10 at 503 503- 228-4101, a pair of tickets to the U.S. Air Guitar Championships. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Weblog, streaming, podcasts, and complete archives of everything. Visit the Rick Emerson Show at KUFO.com. Rick Emerson Show. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. As uh, Tuesday dawns here, we are at uh, 503-228-4101. If you would like to engage with us telephonically, 503-228-4101. You can also text us if you like. That's 520-5151. Don Taylor from Cinematical is here. We'll talk to her in just a moment about uh, DVD releases. Tim Riley is tracking the following stories on this Tuesday morning. A suspected drunk driver races havoc in a quiet cul-de-sac in Beaverton early this morning. We'll find out what he did and where that is. Al Sharpton says Letterman can't be compared to Imus. And Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner says unemployment will continue to rise. And we've got uh, the rest of these Heidi and Spencer cuts uh, that I'll get to in, in just a second. Only because at one point I think he refers to himself as a superstar. I think I've got a cut where what's his Spencer says. No, I, I, I by no means doubt that he did that. He he says something like, "I can't imagine why they let a weatherman talk to a superstar like that," which is great. And and then I believe that she compares herself to Barack Obama after she compares herself to Mother Teresa. And it sounds like I'm giving wow. everything away, but really, there it it's all worth it when you hear it. Don't uh, you don't you just look at these people and think that. It, you're just watching them karmically set themselves up for the world's biggest slapdown. Yes. And in, of all people, Whoopi Goldberg made that observation on The View. And she said something. I, I forget I forget what it is that she said, but she said something very similar to that, which is she's like, you know, you got to have a plan B because like otherwise <laughs> you are going to end up in a gutter, uh, you know, holding a sign and being spit on by passersby. Which is absolutely true. You're going to end up working in a pet store with the puck. Yeah, the reality thing is going to wear off pretty thin. Yeah, well, or, and pretty quickly. Because the, you know, that thing of, you know, the, the, David Lee Roth said, you know, where it's not even here today, gone tomorrow. It's kind of a here today, gone later today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it just and the burn factor has just increased exponentially. I mean, to the point that we were, who were we talking about yesterday? And I had completely forgotten he even existed. Tazon Day, the chocolate rain guy. Oh, yeah. Like, who even knew the chocolate rain guy was still alive? I mean, (laughs) that was the thing where, like, little gnomes inside my brain took that guy and stuck him into the deep storage of my memory about 14 seconds after I first saw that video. And then I never thought of it again until yesterday when you made a chocolate rain reference. And I had. Oh, when we were in the meeting? And I had to do that thing where, like, like in Windows, when you're scanning your whole drive looking for something. So. Hey, Rick. Thank you. Please don't do that. You're just the beginning part. Please don't. Please. I beg of you. All right. Please. <laughs> don't. I swear to God. Don't make me so... <laughs> don't make me fight back. What are you going to do? It's so sad when you're nostalgic for something that happened just a couple of months ago. Yeah, I've got that. And I've got... I've got... I've got... Uh, Adam Lambert and I've got... Uh, 
I could just play those all day. All right. Don Taylor DVD <laughs> releases. Other than Ice-T as a talking mule, uh, what else do we have to look forward to? Uh, today, not a lot. Today is, is kind of sad. Um, I, Inkheart is out today, which uh, was based on a um, a children's book, a young adult book by Cornelia Funke. I believe she's she might be German. I don't know. But uh, I had read a previous book she'd read, which was she'd written that was good. I haven't read Inkheart, but I know that it's over 500 pages long. And Inkheart is like 90 minutes. And it's just slapdash running around crazy and CGI monsters. And sadly, uh, Brendan Fraser's in it. Helen Mirren, Paul Bettany. I love Paul Bettany. But it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this one of those things where you see it on DVD and you wonder how it is? That it's just sitting on the shelf unknown to you because it has such a uh, such a great cast. You're like, how is it possible this is just sitting here? Well, I remember when it was released theatrically earlier in the year, and I, I was looking forward to it because I, I will watch Brendan Fraser in anything. I admit that I actually paid money to see him in George of the Jungle because, hey, shirtless Brendan Fraser. Good for you. I, I have just an unhealthy crush on Brendan Fraser. It's sort of crazy. I have not stalked him since he's been in town, however. What would you say if somebody, and by somebody I mean Rick Emerson, uh... Had uh, had pictures of him, candid photos of him, taken as part of. They weren't part of the the movie shoot they're doing here, but they were taken on the set. Uh, they were pictures of Brendan Fraser mooning the camera. See, I'm not, I'm not that interested in this, but oh, she's pretending. Yeah, see, I'm, that, really, that's I'm, true. Not, I'm not interested in Brendan Fraser. And I totally want to see him mooning somebody. Wait a minute, hold on. So you're, but you're more of a, what? you're more of a the upper half of Brendan I do. Fraser. I, I like the, I like the arms and the face and the and the brain. All right, fine. Well, I'll just file away these ass photos for yeah, somebody who's interested yeah, in them. I'm interested. Uh, you know, it, it's fine. That's that's okay. You know, I'll just, uh, I'll I'm put sure them in a the file sure somewhere. I, I you have can't in my with Brendan Fraser ass photos and then not. You know, I mentioned last week that I had photos of Brendan because here's the deal: is that he, I guess they're filming. Whatever that movie is, the Untitled Crowley Project, the thing him and Harrison Ford are here for, the I guess they're filming and they were in, they were shooting in. A, a, it was an indoor location. It was like in a, a bank or something like that, and they were unaware that, sort of apart from all of the actual film, uh, the production equipment that is set up there, that there's actual security cameras because it's a regular building. You know, when they're not shooting movies there, it's, a, it's you know, I mean, it was like a bank or an apartment building or a, an office building of some kind. But there's just security cameras running all the time. And I know this because the guy who mans the security station is a listener. He's like, hey, by the way, I thought you'd like to know Brendan Fraser was filming something in our movie the other day. And he didn't realize we have security cameras running all the time. And he was being kooky and he was mooning the crew. And he's like, so I now enclose to you from the security footage. Here's a bunch of photos of, and it's like the okay, stop. Okay, see, you're making, now you're making me want to see See, but it's like the you're... frame by frame where it's like, like unbuckling, you know, unzipping. Down, bend over, look at my ass, back up. It's okay. like it's five no. or six shots in a row. But now you'll never see no. them. No, I'm going to delete no. them, and uh, I'm going to expunge them from my hard drive altogether. Oh, well, altogether. that's just kind of me. Well, that's fine. You know what? That's fine. Pearls before swine. You're so and cruel. I, and I brought you a gift too, and and seeing your 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 punishment. Don brought me some uh, some chocolates that will uh, that will we'll go through there because these are because when you are not uh, reviewing DVDs, you're a chocolatier. And here's the thing about this, is that. The, the reason I don't take this the wrong way. The reason I don't even <laughs> like to look at your candies that you make here is because they're, they're so amazing. good. They make me feel like a hick. This, for example, let me just uh, let me just pick one of these at random. This is amaretto pistachio. Mm. This one is uh, almond lemon. This is tawny port. What is port? Is that like wine? Yeah. So it's like a it's a smoked I, port. I bet you like it better if it was tawny pork. <laughs> Because yes. you're a connoisseur of bacon. Thing, That's going to be my stripper name some days. <laughs> Tawny pork. So in any event, so these just make me feel terribly nice unsophisticated. Bag. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a, and it's in a paper bag with a with a, with a rope handle. Then you take uh, a bite out of it, though, and it's just candy. 
All right. Well, see, that's easy. For you yeah. All right. Hey, how did the uh, the psychiatrist appointment go? Are you as crazy as you thought you were? Pretty much. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, it went really well. Um, Lots of soul searching. Well, it was interesting when I first got there because her office. She has a little office, and it's in a building with a bunch of other you know businesses obviously and i had to walk down this hallway and it seemed like every business in the hallway other than her are people that do like colonics so that made me kind of uncomfortable so they clean up both ends basically Apparently this, is so. a, this is like a this is like a, a colon cleansing for your mind and i, I used the uh, restroom after my appointment and was going to leave and there was a big uh, box of wipes there and it's <laughs> and it said it said for what is it? It's not called a colonic. What do they call it? It's a colon. Well, there's a colon cleansing. Colon cleansing. Maybe no, no, no. Colonoscopy is where they're looking for the cancer, right? Yeah. Yes. No, this is this yeah. is where they're just sort of. Um, what is that? It's called like water therapy, like colon water therapy or something. Yeah. Oh, don't lie. You had it done. No, hydrotherapy. I know. But I can't remember. But the it was name. like hydrotherapy. Thank you. But hydrotherapy is a lot of things because hydrotherapy is like also if you get like a poor circulation or if you're a burn victim, let's say they'll do hydrotherapy to like you know to, for, to help the healing process. You got a. Uh, Hydrotherapy for And by for you within. got, you mean you did too. That's right. I forgot I was there as well. Seriously, I kind of blocked like, that whole thing out. Well, there's out. a difference between that and that you're conscious and enjoy the procedure. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Otherwise, I you just wake up in Jeffrey Dahmer's yeah. basement confused and filled with acid. See, this is, this is something, <laughs> I think, you know, you know, your feelings that you had about things going on with your sinuses, that's kind of how I feel about my butt. I honestly, if if you have a list of things that you just don't want to ever experience, and I've got like number one is like you know painful death, number two, jumping out of an airplane or bungee jumping, and number three is probably butt cleansing. Butt cleansing. I just it's like no. You know, it wasn't the most comfortable thing, but I have to say, like the the results were very. You wanted to go back. Yeah. Did you go back? Did you ever go back a second no, time? No, I couldn't afford it. All right. Yeah. Well, but, in any uh, event, that, that anyway. was free, wasn't it? Yeah, that was one of those free no, honest, things you get because you. Well, it was business. because it was a client. They were going to be a prospective client, and they said, "Hey, by the way, we do these colon cleansing. Who wants to try it?" And it's like before, <laughs> before they even oh, had it out of their mouth. No, it was who wants a free colon cleanse? Sarah, me. <laughs> and, and you and, went and, too. And I went and then because, and then that's when I realized that I can't properly digest carrots. Oh, I, I, I now hear another uh, soundbite later. For no, the, I'm too late. I, I'm sorry. No, I was. No, I was. I was going to play something wholly inappropriate to follow that, and no, I just, it's it's better that it didn't happen. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm very glad I did it, or else I wouldn't have known. Did you? I, now, did you? Uh, okay, so the last thing I'm going to say about this because we got to get back to Don's uh, to Don's story here. <laughs> but uh, I mean. So when you're sitting there and you're having the, the colon cleansing, which we're discussing that because it's a matter of health. Isn't that right, Tim? Yes. I mean, are you sitting there reading a magazine while this is going on? Mm-hmm. Well, you can either read a magazine or you can watch a movie. And by movie, I mean <laughs> there's just a mirror that they put in front of you that is angled downward as though you were going to be watching your child born, except it's not a I don't child. Think I, I'd want to see that. Yeah. It's, you know you what it don't is? think you'd want to? I think no. I'd probably want to watch. But it's kind of... It's like watching the surveillance uh, footage from a dump. I mean, that's really. Hilarious. I always want to watch everything when things are being done to me, though. I just I want to I want to see it. I'm I did not watch that. I found that altogether. It was just so off-putting to me. I it, it was like watching some. You know what it was? Watching that weird angled mirror at the at the hydra at the colon cleaning place. Mm. Looking at the mirror, it was like watching some horrible Dante's Inferno version of that Lucy episode where she has the conveyor belt of chocolates. You know, and she's having to put them all in her mouth. What if you like if you ran that backward? Like, what would you be putting in your mouth during your no, colon just... cleaning? <laughs> like if you were to bile, like if you were to run that footage in reverse, maybe, uh, and then they put it right in front of you, and then also with a weird sort of whooshing sound. Uh, that's kind of what it was like. 
Back to Don Taylor. <laughs> I'm sorry I missed it. So you uh, so Let's you went to the forward. you went I to did. the shrink and I then did. was this just like an initial consultation or Yeah, it was a consult. I had filled out uh some paperwork before with like checking boxes and writing in what was wrong with me and all that sort of thing and molested she, by <laughs> uncle. She went over every bad experience with clowns. And uh, she went over everything and, uh, you know, asked me some questions and made a whole lot of notes and, you know, told me. We covered the basics like, you know, if I tell her I'm planning to kill someone, right. she has to tell the authorities. That's you know. totally the thing, too, is they give you all those warnings. They're like, now, look, if I believe that you have Cub Scouts uh, in a steamer trunk, I'm going to have to tell somebody. That's when they lose so. your trust. Yeah, that's and you're like, well, that's fine. <laughs> I, I will I not stay here. I thought we could be honest with each other. Well, it's not like you're... you're Having a confession with your parish priest. No, but they do They do list out the things they have to reveal mm. and the things. You're going to harm yourself or others. That's the thing. If you're going to harm yourself or others or if they believe that you have committed uh, certain kinds of crimes. Like if you said, like, and then I just sat and injected heroin into my face. Like, they, they won't tell you. But if you, but if you like, cop to the fact that you were, like, knocking over liquor stores or something, I think they say that they have to tell the man about that. Yeah. Uh, but they, And then you have to sign all the, uh, you know, all of the, uh, all the paperwork and that, like, they can... Because sometimes they'll sign paperwork and they they will talk to other shrinks about you. They say like uh, like if you have seen another shrink in the past, um, that they will talk to that shrink, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to kind of get their thoughts on it, so they can sort of so they can kind of you know compare notes uh, about the whole. Do you deal. think they actually spend the time doing that? Probably not. Hmm. Was it Don? Was it you that said that like you just looked over and the guy was basically just like writing like a treatment, like a Cliff's Notes of yeah, your shrink that... sessions and wasn't actually thinking about it in any way? Yeah, that was that was one therapist I saw once where when I broke up with him because I didn't like him and mostly he was just telling me stuff that happened to him. Like, you know, that reminds me of a time I did this. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And then after we were like, he said, well, do you want to see your, your file? And I said, Okay, and I looked at the file, and all all he had ever done was just write down everything I said. There yeah. were like no observations at all. See, and I get mm. the, and I don't know about you, and Sarah, maybe this has happened to you, but you get the, um, and this has only happened to me once. But the, but the, the shrink that was, um, I went to, like three or four times because I didn't want to be accused of not like giving it a try. Like mm. I didn't want to look as though I'm self sabotaging. But it was like the shrink that just uh, wanted to ask me endless questions about what it was like to be on the radio. Oh, no, I never had that. Oh, I got the one shrink, and he's like, so, uh, that must be interesting. And I thought, well, okay, well, that's a, that's, that's a fair You're question. showing interest in my career. Yes, it is. Did it's you bring uh... in some air checks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Could you bring in something unscoped uh, for me? That'd be great. And then maybe a some production sample. Do you have a production reel? That'd be uh, that'd be wonderful. All right. And is this your, please, no calls, though. Uh, all right. That is this your best contact info? Wonderful. Do you have something where you're doing, like, a hot AC? Maybe, uh, can you voice track? Excellent. Uh, no, I've never. No, they've actually always lacked interest. They're it, like, where do you Kufo? No, it's like the first meeting I went to with this guy. He asked a lot about that. And I thought, well, okay, so you know, it's my job. It's part of what I do. You know, it's like if you work in a box making factory, he asks about uh, about that. But it was like the second or third time uh, that I went, and he was asking a lot of questions about. So hey, so when I call in and I make a request, uh, <laughs> is that? I mean, uh, is that live? And I mean, do, would you play a request if I called in? And it was, but it was like halfway through the meeting when I was like trying to discuss. I don't know something that had some sort of. That's really unnerving. You know, series of. Well, here's the other thing: is the shrink was um, the shrink I went to last time, the one who told me that I was wasting my money. He was in the same building as the fish, which is that Christian uh, station. Oh. And it was like you know what it was. It was so appropriate on so many levels because a you're going to see a shrink and then b you know they're the they're the god station, and it was like 
It was like when Jesus was tempted in the desert by the devil, who appeared and showed him the world and said, you may have the whole world at your feet, if only you will call me your master. And Jesus rejected, you know, you know, said, get thee behind me, Satan, or whatever. It was like, as I was walking in to see the shrink, I had to walk by all of the station vehicles for the fish, and then I had to walk by their mailbox, and then I had to walk by their front desk, and every time I was tempted to do something so horrible, I was always tempted to just... <laughs> like pull like an Edward Scissorhands? Yeah, you know, just like, commit, just the most, <laughs> commit the most vile act. the station van. Or just, yeah, or just, to put, just to put something, to put like one of the naked mudflap ladies or something like in the back of the vehicle, and I never did. But it was like it was my own personal gauntlet of temptation every time I went there. Draw a frown on the fish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Don Taylor, you can be read at Cinematical uh, or at Cinemasideshow.com, mm-hmm. and uh, can we talk about your new thing that's happening? Yeah, yeah. Fandango? I will be writing for Woo! Fandango. Now, I'm not sure if... I don't not sure exactly what they're doing if they're going to be adding the reviews to Fandango's site proper or they also own the domain movies.com and if you go there they've got a guy who's doing movie reviews and they got stuff there. So I it may be movies.com, it may be Fandango. I'm not sure exactly where it will be yet, but uh, basically you're going to be everywhere. Concerned. You'll be I'm omnipresent. I I am uh, I am a media machine. The ubiquitous Don Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. You can uh, find her online. We put links all that uh, to all that at rickemerson.com. All right, straight ahead news with Tim Riley and uh, we haven't done video rodeo in a long time. Oh, I forgot about that. So video rodeo is uh, just a quick backstory, and then we'll uh, then we'll take a break. Video rodeo is where you got to make it all the way through some horrific video clip of something or other without looking away. And we've done two girls, one cup. We did the glass ass thing with the guy with the mason jar and the shards and the bleeding. Um, and then the picking out that was uh, that was unpleasant. But you see, you had no problems really even, with either yeah, of those. I didn't break eye contact. With I them. got two, and I'm not sure which one I'm going to have you watch. I'm going to have Greg. Test one of them at and then eight you o'clock. You have to have a bet about something. We'll just bet push-ups. We haven't done that in a while. Okay. You're trying to get healthier. We'll uh, we'll, we'll bet some push-ups I don't on do it. Push-ups. You know, well, I'll do. That's why it's called a bet. A bet is something you don't want to do. <laughs> well, then I'm gonna win. Yeah, okay. we'll yeah, we'll bet a slow massage given to you by Fabio. Um, the. <laughs> I think that's probably outdated at this point. I'm only. He's think- a little puffy and creepy. <laughs> My pop culture references really need a waxing. That's um. <laughs> Uh, we'll bet a personal appearance by Honey Youngman at the uh, event of your choosing. All right. Well, in any event, so we come back. Uh, Greg will watch one of the video rodeo uh, submissions that I have here. All right, so and I, get then, to, I have to watch one, right? Uh, there's two of them. Dawn knows what they were, too. There's two different video clips, but I think I've decided on the one that, that you're going to watch. We'll have Greg watch it first uh, so he can just be a gauge of the horror. Plus, uh, news with Tim Riley. This is The Rick Emerson Show. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO! Pop, pop, pop! Portland. It is the Rick Emerson Show live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, the greatest city on God's green earth. Thank you for coming by i got to close all these hooker ads. I'm sorry. Seriously, you're kind of obsessed with them. Well, because it's not my fault. Don brought it up. I wasn't even in the room. You guys were talking about hookers. They'll be there when you're up here. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. Son, there'll be plenty of time for whores when you're older and out of the Navy. Well, in any event. I was just, I was going to make fun of this, uh, of this one ad. Because I think, let's see, where, where's the description? It actually just, this one ad actually just says, the entire description is just big boobs. And then you, cl- and then you click on it, 
And it's just, it's just a picture of boobs. Does it live up to its promise? Did well, the it ad does. Lie? <laughs> no, I mean that's. I guess it is truth in advertising. It's not misleading, is it? No, it is. Uh, it is uh, the, the, the uh, uh, sort of uh, the, the that area of. Turn into such a dork. It's that area of a woman in just this like weird polka dot bustier thing, and that's it. It's just like that. That's f- the the full screen is just that. And I was getting, I was getting ready to sort of ridicule. Guys are so dumb, clicking on a thing, big boobs. And then I realized I was just sort of staring at it and not saying anything. So, anywho, uh, it is five zero three two two eight four one zero one. So in just a moment, we'll have uh, Greg come in and take uh, uh, part in today's video rodeo. So, I have. Two different videos that I was going to use. I mean, not at the same time, but I have the video number one and video number two. Now, you made it all the way through uh, Two Girls, One Cup. And Glass uh, Ass. And yeah, you made it through the Glass Ass thing. And I think those are the only two that we've had you do. You haven't done any of the other. We did a couple others that were like weird insect things. and Yeah. The insects not... didn't, didn't bother me as much as they bothered um, you guys. So uh, it, and so the deal, what we usually do is we usually have you watch something or we were having like, Richie watch things and then we would have a listener come in and do it. So we haven't done a video rodeo in a while, and I had two different things I was weighing. We have video number one today, and we'll have Greg watch it here in a moment. We'll get his reaction to it as he watches it on the air, and then uh, and then we'll have you watch it like at 8.20 or so. And i got to play the rest of these Al Roker, uh, yes. Heidi Spencer yes, things here in tell- yes. just a I'll moment. Ladies and gentlemen, at the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Wright. <laughs> In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning. It is 8.07. We do have a small chance of showers today, highs of the 70s. Raising havoc in Beaverton, a suspected drunk driver really ruined things in the Beaverton neighborhood. It happened around 3 o'clock this morning. A tourist comes barreling down a quiet cul-de-sac. This is Southwest Butner Court. He's going about 45 miles an hour. He hits a small car in the driveway. That pushes it through a garage, which hits a second car inside. Then it takes out a garage door. The driver backs up, driving into another house. Backs up again, plows through two yards, takes out two mailboxes. Finally, the neighbors stop the guy who doesn't belong there and take away his keys. He is not a resident and never will be after this. David Letterman has apologized to Sarah Palin, and he says it will never happen again. He made the comments on the uh, Letterman And apologize for having told that joke. It's not your fault that it was misunderstood. It's my fault that it was misunderstood. It's so, just a big misunderstanding. So what is the deal with that? Do you suppose, is this a thing where he's, do you suppose he is actually feeling bad about the joke? Is he feeling bad that it's causing so much trouble? Or is has someone at CBS, not that they would ever do this kind of thing, has someone at CBS leaned on him to apologize publicly and he's doing it in response to pressure from the, the network? Possibly. All three. That's what I would assume. I mean, can we all agree? I mean, Letterman seems like a decent guy. I mean, he's he, not a pansy. Like I don't see him doing that willingly. That's the no. thing. He seems like a good guy, but he does, you're right. He doesn't seem like a guy who's just going to bend over for anybody. So you know, he just did a, a a favor for his friend Murray, who works upstairs, and he's known him for many many years. Mm-hmm. He, I was like, hey, you know, you got to get the network off my back. But see, he made that first apology yesterday or two days ago, whenever it was, a couple shows back, and that's the one that seemed. I mean, I thought, oh, okay, you know, he's just trying to smooth it out. He doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want there to be any misunderstandings. He says it, bada bing, rearview mirror, we're done. And then he does this supplementary apology. And so I wonder if that's one of those deals uh, where uh, somebody whose name rhymes with Les Moonves calls him and just says, like, look, you got to, like, uh, you know, no, no screwing around. You got to apologize again and mean it this time. Let's walk carefully through these next few minutes. Exactly. Where he gets uh, where he gets Imist uh, or Geronimo, depending on how you look at it. And where they just where he has to do it over and over and over again until it's right. Sort of like, a, Luke, what is all this dirt doing in my hole? Put this back on the ground.
All right, here's Tim Riley. He said the joke is not consistent with his reputation. I'm wondering, well, what can I do to help people understand that I would never make a joke like this? I've never made jokes like this as long as we've been on the air. Th 30 long years, and, and you can't really be doing jokes like that. So leave him alone. Yeah, all right. Well, well that's enough. Edges, that is Letterman. See, the thing about it is, this just irritates me. And Sarah Palin is nowhere near as big as, as he is. True, she's getting a little public attention, and uh, the Republicans have put together this website to get rid of Letterman, which is it's mostly uh, political. See, and that's the thing. The whole thing just uh, it makes me more irritated at Sarah Palin. It just makes, me, uh, it makes her uh, an even more loathsome figure to me that she's sort of responsible for this. All right. Uh, Barack Obama is booed in a room full of doctors. I want to be honest with you. I'm not advocating uh, caps on malpractice awards. Which I believe, uh, I personally believe, can be unfair to people who've uh, been wrongfully harmed. So there. And, well, look who's come out, out of, of wherever he was. John McCain to criticize this even more. We're in agreement on incentives for wellness and fitness. I think we are in agreement on portability. Uh, but this, quote, government option is something that's a non-starter. Well, all right. So, uh, okay. I mean... Man, never mind. You know, I, well, Sarah Palin's getting all the attention. I mean, What's that's, he supposed to do? that's the thing I was going to like wade hip deep into this. It just bugs me that she's getting attention. But the deal is that like on every front, it's almost superfluous because John McCain clearly is. I mean, he's like a thousand years old. I mean, he's a Methuselah's grandfather, so he's not going to be running uh, for anything. And he's sort of, you know, used up all of his political capital running uh, and uh, failing uh, the last time around. Sarah Palin is trying to get out front now because she clearly thinks that she can position herself as the front runner for 2012, which is just like, honey, it, well, it I, I is not he, happening. I think he's angry because, I mean, seriously, he has paid his dues in politics, yeah. and she really hasn't paid anything. No, no, she has not. Well, mm -hmm. no. Uh, not in any conventional sense, no. at least. And between, uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, between now and 2012, there is, I would say, somebody's going to get her in a room, and they're going to sit her down like Ned Beatty with Howard Beale, and just say this is not happening. You will, you will not run for president because whatever small, tiny nugget of hope the Republicans have that they're going to recapture anything in the next election, that's just going to vanish like, uh, to vanish like sands through the hourglass, kids. If she decides to uh, run, and plus, less Sarah Palin means more of that hot Meghan McCain chick who I yeah. just, uh, who looks like she ought to be placing one of these massage ads on Craigslist, by the mm -hmm. way. And I mean that in the best possible sense. Well, you didn't look so through trashy. all the ads. Yes. Well, Rick is scouring the ads. He is quite educated. Maybe you look about at the wrong city. Where does she live? Well, they have to raise funds through unconventional means. Now, Tim, you want to monetize ancillary revenue streams, and that might mean boobs. Yes, I was going to go to go with hot oil rubdown, but yes, boobs as well. All right. Hello, Greg Nibbler. Uh, hello. All right. Are you ready for uh, today's video rodeo entry? I am. All right. So. I think. Um, Sarah, do we have any sort of pleasant music we can put in the background of this? Because I don't want to play the audio here. Uh, this is as we always uh, as we always do. We'll have a we'll have Greg watch uh, this uh, video entry, and I think what I'm going to do right now, I think I'm going to post it to RickEmerson.com, sir, which means you can't go there. So I have posted this. All right, and it is the second entry. It's actually below the uh, the video clip of uh, of Ice T. The video rodeo is not Ice T as the voice of the mule. It is um, it's actually the second entry and it just says today's video rodeo entry. It's the second blog at rickemerson.com. That is there right now if you would like to watch along. All right. So this is about 45 seconds long. Uh, Greg, the deal is you got to watch it. You can't look away. You got to keep your eyes on the screen and if you look away you lose. All right. 
All right, and then uh, we'll get your reaction, <laughs> oh, okay. and then right. and then Sarah will watch this uh, at eight at eight twenty. All right, are you ready? I am ready. All right, I'm about ready to hit the uh, play button. All right, Sarah, you want to give us some background music? Excellent. And again, you can watch along if you like at rickemerson.com. It is the uh, it's the second entry there. It's just called uh, today's video rodeo. All right, and clicking play now. Right. All right. You should give a play-by-play. Uh, that, that's disturbing. And I'll reveal he's, the contents. He's furrowing his, okay. eye, his eyebrows, kind of gripping himself, smiling, but not in a happy way. Now he's grabbing the microphone, swallowing. Your body language indicates discomfort. He looks right? a little uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, Tim, oh, Tim, just Tim, Tim, now Tim pulled the ripcord at 21 seconds. Now he looks confused. Now he looks stressed out. Oh. Now he looks oh, oh. Ah, yeah. Wait, did he look away? He looked away. Uh, uh, no, no, I, my eyes okay, were on no, there. He, my eyes were on I there. I think his eyes actually made it. My, my eyes were on there. That was right. recoiling, but still looking. Oh. And we're done. All right. So, uh, I mean, this I don't want to see that. Here's the thing. is, It's not that bad, it's, relatively speaking. Relative to some of the other things we've had people watch on the show, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as the one I almost used. I'm going to work my way up to the uh, to the other video. I, I have a personal issue with some of the stuff that was in that video, uh, so this makes it even worse so for me. A, so this hits sort of a psychic weak, this, this, weak spot yes, for you. Absolutely. How do you think Sarah will uh, uh, will? Uh, uh, how do you think she's going to fare? I I think she will be a little revolted. I don't think it's as horrible though. As it could be. No, it's it's certainly not. It's um, it's certainly is it not like maiming. Is it someone getting hurt? Well, that, not in the sense of like a hand going into a blender or anything. I would say it's it, like uh, someone being hit by a car. No, 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 like no, that. no. Okay. It's no, it's not like a guy having like a, like his business, uh, you know, worked over by a threshing machine or whatever. Okay, I would say this. I would. It has to do with an ailment. I'll put it that way. It has to do with a state of physical um, illness. Okay, and there's no butt things involved. Okay. There's nothing but in your pant area, and it's something you're gonna think about all day long. That's the other it. thing. Yeah, yeah. You'll this is a, this is an image you'll have with you for quite a while. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, straight ahead, Sarah will uh, take part in today's video rodeo. Uh, we'll have more from Tim Riley, and I'll get these other cuts uh, from Heidi and Spencer and Al Roker. The greatest song ever. This is Muse, is this not? Yes. Knights this is of Sidonia. Favorite songs in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting in ADHD. I've written a letter to Daddy. Gay hole. Yeah. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. It is the Rick Emerson Show. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. By the way, I'm calling dibs on this now. Uh, this Halloween, I'm going to go is uh, I'm going to go is is what's her name from whatever happened to Baby Jane? Who's the woman that's not Blanche? Betty Davis. Betty Davis. No, but what's her character's? But you are Blanche. That's a. Uh, now I don't remember. Because Blanche was Baby Jane. Yeah. And then her sister was... I can't remember her sister's name. I can't remember her name. Dressing up as Baby Jane for Halloween. That sounds kind of creepy, doesn't it? It does sound creepy. Not no, that's way. fine. Just carry a, <laughs> carry a rat on a tray. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program, and good morning to you. All right. Uh, it is uh, 503-228-4101, ladies and uh, gentle persons, 503-228-4101. Thank you for joining us. Uh, in just uh, one moment, we'll be joined by Tim Riley at the news desk, and Sarah will take part in uh, today's installment of Video Rodeo. Oh, and I'm a little got, nervous. No, no, no. And I've also got, and I've also got just a couple more of these uh, Spencer 
What? Who started saying Spidey? Was that him that started referring yes. to her as Spidey? He did. Yeah, he's the biggest douchebag ever. Like a like a Benefer kind of a thing. Yeah, the, they're trying to market themselves as some power couple. Yeah. Well, the guy he's just a, he's just a massive massive douche nozzle. I mean, it's just it's one of those things. What is that movie? Things you can tell just by looking at her. Mm. It's things you can tell by looking at him, and then he opens his mouth, and all doubt is erased. Oh yeah. Uh, it's 503-228-4101. At this uh, time, we're going to give away a $50 gift certificate to the agency, which is a pretty great place. It is uh, right there at 19th and Morrison in Southwest, right by PGE Park. It's the official pregame restaurant for the Portland Beavers and the Timbers as well. Uh, they got uh, great food, and when you walk in, there's it, you'll notice right away that there's just televisions everywhere. You go, not like you know, not like a regular sports bar or someplace where you go in and it's just a, you know just a bunch of sort of old televisions that have been stuck to a wall somehow. It really is a little overwhelming. It's like you're on the bridge of, of the Galactica or something. They got uh, Xbox, they got Wii, uh, internet access, and, uh, and sporting events, not just live stuff, but stuff from the past few days, past few weeks, everything, stuff from last year. It's all archived digitally. And, of course, they got the menu, too, which is everything from garden burgers to regular burgers to everything in between. So it, uh, it's the ultimate sports lounge. It is uh, the agency. And coming up this Friday, you'll be able to buy half-off certificates to it at KUFO.com. That is this Friday. 9 a.m., half-off certificates uh, to the agency. But right now, if you're calling number 10 at 503-228-4101, you'll have a chance to uh, to win those. All right, so just uh, let me do this. Uh, I'll play these two cuts. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll do Sarah's video rodeo entry, and we'll do do Tim at the news desk. So this is, what's his name? This is Spencer talking to uh, the View girls about how... He was thinking about putting a beat down on Al Roker. I had no idea that the weatherman was even allowed to ask questions to superstars. And then when he started yelling at my wife, my heart was pounding just not to leap across and rip his head off. But ever since I got saved, I'm working on not, you know, wanting to kill people on TV. Yeah. Oh, wow. How, how great is that? Bad things are going to happen to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Might as well enjoy him while we can. You only think that you are the biggest celebrity? I'm Barbara Actually, Walters. Obama is tied with Spidey right now because he has the White House. If we lived in the White House, I would say we'd be number one. But You know, one time, a long time ago, John Lennon, I believe, said the Beatles are more famous than Jesus. And he got in so much trouble. So you have to watch that. those type of grandiose remarks. She is just the queen of the obvious statements, too. Um, I think at one point she actually says during this interview with him, I think she actually says something like a stitch in time saves nine. Uh, I think there's one more. I think this uh, is Heidi. Actually, I was shocked at how rude he was. This is Al Roker. She's I talking. was crying afterwards because I couldn't believe I felt personally attacked. And he was yelling at me and saying, do you feel proud of this? Do you feel proud of this? And I want to be, I want to say to him, do you feel proud of how you're talking to me right now? I'm just a young woman and you're coming at me so aggressively and meanly and mean spirited. You know, we were just going there for a great interview. I just wanted to talk about you know the show and my experience there and how fun it was and he just made it a very uncomfortable awful experience and to be honest I would not you know I would never be interviewed by that man again and I really would advise women especially to be careful around him because I feel like he definitely came and attacked me and I did not appreciate that at all so that's a little page out of the Sarah Palin playbook there because that's that is the new tack by the way is to say and I think he might rape you Wow, thanks for like step, putting us a step forward. God, dumb whores like that just make me want to punch them in the face. <laughs>
I swear the, to God, that girl, like... I don't think she, women are safe around you, Sarah. She tries to be a woman. Yes, yes, she's not safe around me. I, she tries to be a woman, yet all of a sudden she's like, oh, man, bad to me. Must, you know, curl up and ball and cry. Well, that's really? the thing. But that's the Gross. thing that Sarah Palin did. Uh, you remember after Letterman, not to go back to the Letterman thing, but after Letterman made that crack uh, about Sarah Palin and the daughter getting knocked up, um, uh, Sarah Palin made that reference to... Who was she talking Was she talking to... Um, um, I think she's talking to Matt Lauer, uh, and she, uh, who, I, and I guess uh, th- she was talking about that. Uh, I think it's his daughter, Willow, or whatever. And and she said, "Well, if I were you, I wouldn't let Willow near David Letterman." And that's you know, which and she wouldn't clarify what she meant by that. But clearly, that's like a, that's a way to that's sort of between so the ribs stuff. jab is like that. And I think he might lock her in a trunk and poke her with a stick. I will uh, leave you with this note from the uh, Al Roker uh, interview of uh, uh, Spencer and Heidi from the Hills, which is really unbelievably entertaining. You really ought to watch it. Um, here's uh, here's Spencer once again. I had no idea that the weatherman was even allowed to ask questions to superstars. And then when he started yelling at my wife, my heart was pounding just not to leap across and rip his head off. But ever since I got saved, I'm working on not, you know, wanting to kill people on TV. Oh, there's going to be a great settling and a reckoning at some point. Straight ahead, Tim Riley has news, and Sarah Dillon watches today's entry for Video Rodeo. <laughs> This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Right. No, he should not mess with Al Roker. People don't recognize the, uh, they don't, what did you just say? I recognize the power that lurks within Al Roker. There are some people who appear to be quiet, but behind the scenes, well, it's something totally different, isn't it? No, you can recognize, like, silly little boys who are playing, like, out of their realm. Like, he should not be playing with Al Roker. No, and the, uh, He's going to get a smackdown. The other thing about Al Roker is, people don't know this, he is a kind of a player behind the scenes, too, because he executive produces a lot of TV shows uh, that bring him a great amount of money. Like, if you watch that heavyweight show on the Food Network... Where they where they contrast to like fast food products like Hydrox and Oreo or like uh, Wendy's and McDonald's or something. Mm-hmm. You would look at the end, executive producer, Al Roker. So Al Roker just sits at home and becomes richer and more powerful. Seriously, and if they're like making their money based on reality yeah. shows and he is friends with like everybody at every network, like they better shut their mouths. Al Roker is sitting at home waiting for the uh, waiting for the light to turn out uh, above Spencer and Heidi, and then he's going to do what needs to be done. Oh, I think that he will. Okay, well, I'm here to talk to you about MaxMuscle.com. So I've been doing this program now for about a week and a half, and I'm actually already starting to feel it. So yesterday, I got up at 3.30 in the morning, woke up. I usually have this schedule now where um, I wake up, I have a bowl of oatmeal instead of like a bagel or cereal or anything that kind of makes me hungry after even just like an hour when I get to work. By the time I get here, I'm already starving, and I'm going for the sun chips in the vending machine. We get that carb fatigue. I know, exactly. And But with this, I get... Uh, the oatmeal, then I mix in like all these like fancy powders. I don't know exactly what they do, but they taste good. It's like vanilla flavored and stuff. Do that. Put in um, some other stuff. Eat it all up. Get on my merry way. Go to work. Um, come to work, and I actually don't feel as exhausted as I have been because I don't have that carb fatigue like you were talking about. Um, so I do that. Uh, start those supplements to start my day. Um, and then yesterday, gosh, I just powered right through. Like came to work, did the whole show. Like stayed at meetings till eleven. Went home, made a shake out of this protein mix that they gave me. That's like banana and chocolate covered, which is really really good mixed it up drank it was full went out uh, went to a movie went for like a three-hour bike ride went to the pool all day and played badminton and i don't usually have to do this usually i'm like tired by about 11 o'clock can't even you know i will make say, it actually, through the day and i'm not just and I'm, not, I'm not just mouthing this i will say in all honesty at the last uh, few days the last week or so you have seen 
way more awake in the morning, way it's, more energetic. And then after the show, when everybody kind of crashes, you've been uh, you know, a lot more alert. You a lot more, you know, snap. It's ridiculous. And I was at the pool yesterday playing badminton and stuff. And my friends are all kind of tired. And there's like, oh, what time did you get a nap in today? I'm like, no, actually, I've been up since 3.30 this morning. I'm just living healthily. And I, I know. And I rode my bike over here and already went to a movie. And now I'm going to ride my bike home and stuff. So actually, I feel really good. And that's what's good for me is like I've been wanting to get rid of kind of like the extra padding that I've had around me. And I'm starting to see the results from that because I have the energy and the drive to actually do it. So I actually went to Max Muscle. Com. And if you want to, you can go there as well. Click on the upper left-hand corner on the store locator button. Just type in your location wherever you are, and you can find the website. They will direct you to exactly all the information that you want to find. Uh, if you want to talk to somebody, go to maxmuscle.com, and you can find out all that info. So, um, yes, come with me on my journey. I actually uh, took my before picture. I'm going to be taking another one this week so you can see uh, the difference it's making in my life. See what it can do in yours. You don't have to be a freakish bodybuilder to do it. Um, I'm an average person. It is for an average person. So, uh uh, go ahead, check it out, MaxMuscle.com. Broadcasting in standard definition. If you don't have a place where you can hold these people, you only have other options to kill them. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show. Available anytime, anywhere. Visit KUFO.com right now. It is the Rick Emerson Show. We are live from Portland, Oregon, right here in Rock 101 KUFO. In mere minutes, uh, Sarah Dillon will take today's video rodeo challenge. Oh, you should uh, take off your headphones for a moment or turn them down or whatever, and I will reveal to the audience uh, today's video rodeo. Okay, should I leave? Uh, no, you can just, uh, I don't know, sing to yourself. Sing the value tip jingle. All right. Today's video rodeo is the larvae of the botfly. That is the larvae of the botfly. That is being removed from someone's neck by a doctor. It is revolting. You can see it at rickemerson.com. All right. There you go. So Greg saw it earlier. I talked to him in the hallway, and he actually said that the, the, the longer the, the sort of morning goes on, the worse it is in his memory. So it has sort oh, of a, really? It's like a delayed kind of a kick. All right. So what are we betting? Um, I say 10 push-ups. Okay. All right. Can I... Do knee push-ups? Yes, you can do girl push-ups. I didn't say girl, I said knee. (laughs) Uh, They're girl push-ups. At the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. It is 848. Yeah, 848. There's a small chance of showers today, highs in the 70s. Oh, this is bad news. Oregon's unemployment rate has hit another all-time high, and now it's at a record-breaking 12.4%. The highest since the current stats have been kept since 1976. The next highest was 12.1. That was back November 1982. It's also twice as high as a year ago. Michigan is still a bit higher at 12.9%. In May, 240,000 Oregonians were jobless. 1.7 million of us are employed at the moment. Isn't there any good news? Yes. Canada may dump its garbage in Oregon and Washington. Vancouver, B.C. is closing down its dump, looking for a new one. They looked on the map and saw Eastern Oregon. It's a big empty space. There's a whole place nobody's doing nothing with. Why not dump it there? Well, there could be a little jealousy because Washington's Klickitat County says, how about us? So let me understand this. The American economy is in such tatters, we are actually fighting over the right to have other more prosperous nations dump their garbage here. Basically, yes. That's the unkindest cut of all, Tim Riley. It's really sad. Well, it looks like the British are getting as stupid as us. It could be television to blame. In a recent survey, researchers were surprised to find that over half of the British people 
couldn't locate the human heart on a diagram. <laughs> that is excellent. Nearly 70% had no clue what the lungs even looked like. What do you mean? That's a lie. See, you're making that up. Who doesn't know what lungs look like? The British. They did better, though, in locating the bladder. Maybe they'd recognize... <laughs> Maybe they'd... Bladder. I barely knew her. Maybe they'd do better if the lungs were black or something. I mean, isn't it just nothing but breathing just soot and cancer and pain over there? All right. But they're reminded that their American cousins can't find where New Jersey is. No. No, they cannot. It's hard to believe that TV would make you stupid. I had no idea that the weatherman was even allowed to ask questions to superstars. And <laughs> Tara and Tequila. An argument over a $2 toy led to a man being shot. This fellow goes into the Tequila Trading Company. His girlfriend said they just intended to make tacos after he stopped at the supermarket. Well, it seems that the man stole a ball worth $1.99 and ran for his life. The police in close pursuit. They finally found him hiding in the housing project. They uh, ended up tasing the guy, and the guy tried to uh, stab a police dog. Luckily, the dog wasn't badly hurt, but the man refused to stop being violent. They tried to tase him. It did no good. Finally, the officers had no choice but to shoot him because he stole a ball worth $1.99. But, I mean, he was in Tuckwilla, so, I mean... Really, At the Tuckwilla Trading Company. It's not like we were... This isn't like some Ray Bradbury thing where we're stepping on a butterfly in Tuckwilla and then suddenly there's, uh, you know, there's no cure for Parkinson's in 20 years. I, I'd i say the... Uh, is he dead or is he just shot? Just shot. His now, girlfriend said, we all make mistakes. <laughs> it was a, over a $1.99 ball. Like st- I told the man I was going to pay for it. There was no reason for him to be shot. All we wanted to do was to go home and make tacos. We all make mistakes, honey, like staying in Tuckwill and humping some guy who works at an auto parts store down the street from your mom. Because <laughs> he just can't make tacos without a ball. Seriously, no, it's the key ingredient. <laughs> all we wanted to do is make tacos. Well, it was tacos. a little impulse shopping. That's pre- it's the little key. taco shells or a ball. <laughs> we can't afford both. <laughs> I'm going to steal the ball. I'll never be caught. That's the secret ingredient of the Tuckwilla taco, which is like the, the Wenatchee ball. banana. Ball. <laughs> Add one ball. Mm, tastes like ball. Excellent. <laughs> well, that with the great taste of ball. <laughs> I could take that a step further, but I won't. I know. <laughs> that would be morning show. You Honey, know. let's have that one ball taco tonight. You know what I'm talking about. We don't have the balls to make one. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you're Your acting. Turn. You're acting silly, and I won't have it. Woman! Stuff. Let's do uh, one more here, and then we'll do a video rodeo. Well, it turns out the missing Cornelius man was just, ta- just taking a break from the missus. 53-year-old William Patterson reported missing June 9th by his wife, Pam. Cops, oh, cops, sorry, cops and investigators spent several wasted hours investigating the disappearance. Peterson was just relaxing, camping and fishing around Ben, taking up his wife's offer that he could leave the house any time he wanted. That's what she said following the argument they had the last time she saw him. Turned out he could, and he did. The happy couple have since reunited. Really? That happiness on both sides of the equation? I don't know. I just made up the last sentence, hoping it was that way. <laughs> He's at home, <laughs> just wondering if the they gum barrel will again. chip his teeth too much. Yeah. Right. Excellent. He you know, promised to take her to Tequila. Here's the thing about this about this uh, uh, Adam Lambert sound clip. I realized as Is I was... That you should never have <laughs> isolated it? I re- no, no, no. It's quite the opposite. I realized I was editing it this morning. It's a lot funnier if you cut it off. Like, if you let it go all the way to the end, like, that's not as funny. If yeah, you, reverb isn't But funny. if you do kind of a, ah, oh, damn it. 
I'm sorry. Let me try that one more time. If you do, like, you cut it off, like, about, like, two seconds in. That's funnier. I think it needs to be shorter to be funnier. Well, I'll work on it. Okay. You know what needs to be uh, longer is... All right. Sarah, do you want to do video rodeo? I've got some music uh, queued up here. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me reveal... You can come over here. Yeah. Uh, You heard me reveal the content of today's video rodeo segment. So you can watch along if you like. It's at uh, rickemerson.com. You go to rickemerson.com. Somebody says, uh, that was pretty repulsive, and I'll probably have nightmares about it. All right, excellent. Um, So you can go to rickemerson.com. And uh, you will be able to watch along. And the deal is, this is a, this is actually shorter, and I would say it's not as bad as some of the things we've had in the past. Okay. Yeah, the other ones have been like two or three minutes long. So what are we betting? We're betting 10 push-ups? Um, let's go with 20. But I get to do, okay, so I'll do the girly ones. You have to do the real ones. Well, let's just keep it at 10 for now. Or okay. we could make this an exhibition round. Because we're just, because it's the first one we've done in a long time. No, I'm, I'm you know, I'm... I'm ready to go. All I right. Think I, all right. So we are. So Tim is a witness. We are betting ten push-ups, and the deal, of course, is that the push-ups have to be delivered uh, at any time that the winner wishes. Okay. So like, if you win and I owe you ten push-ups, like you can ask me to do like one in the middle of the hallway. You can call me at home, and be like, give me three now. So or like if we're standing in front of someone that I know that you think is hot. Yes. <laughs> yes. What are the odds that that's going to happen? <laughs> uh, uh. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so all right, I'm going to go ahead and cue the uh, music up here. All right, that's ready? Okay. Okay. Everybody go to rickemerson.com, and you can watch along with today's uh, installment of Video Rodeo. Sarah's got to make it through. I think it's 47 seconds. Okay, are you ready? Yes, I'm a little nervous. This email says, um, I did get an email here. It says, uh, please don't let the Video Rodeo involve shoving anything into a urethra. It says, I don't know why, but that's been my fear ever since you first mentioned this a few days ago. It's not that. It is this. Oh, God. The larvae of the butt fly being extracted from someone's neck while they're awake by a doctor. All right. Are you ready, Sarah? Yes. Okay. I'm going to get the... Uh... All right. Are you ready? And yes. start. All right. Okay. You're uh, watching. And here comes the camera in. Proud parents looking on. Okay. All right, there's a close-up of the eye. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's going on there? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And? Um. Uh, that's not good. <gasps> yeah. That and is pretty Mouth gross. open in horror. All right, to say you made it all the way through, though. Oh, the whole... The hole is the worst part. Well, there you go. So, Abby, congratulations. You uh, you did make it all the way through, though, without any sort of... Uh, without looking away. All right. The plonk means it's time to go. That You know what it is? That means I pushed my luck one too many times it's with that sound bite. the plonk of the morning. No, the, the plonk is nature's oh, way I of... Uh, ins- the larva doesn't... Gross me out so much as the hole. No, that's a so that you, hole. That oh. the, the hole left in the neck. That's that's no good. Can't drink anything. You're just gonna leak everywhere now. Oh, good lord. Uh, so that okay. So I owe you ten push-ups. Maybe next time we'll go double or nothing because I have the second video all ready to go whenever you feel up to it. Okay. Next time we're gonna bring in a listener to watch it too. Okay. Uh, we want to thank Cena Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum for joining us today. Don Taylor from Cinematical. 
Uh, also, uh, Dax Holt from TMZ. Join us tomorrow when our guests will include Peter Carlin from the Oregonian. Mystery guest. And mystery guest tomorrow is selected by uh, uh, Sarah and Greg. Rick Emerson, Joe produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah Exton. For Rock 101 KUFO in the newsroom, Tim Riley on the phones, our production assistant, Greg Nibbler at the front desk. Uh, Dave Zinn is the gatekeeper, webmistress Bridget from upstairs. Uh, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru Susan, don't F with me under any circumstances. Uh, Reynolds and executive producer Christopher J. Paddock. Smells like the 90s is next with our good friend Buzz. My name is Rick Emerson. Thank you for listening. It is Tuesday, June 16, 2009, and that is the frequency. Kenneth, see you all tomorrow. Shiny, a slang term for great use in the television series Firefly and the movie Serenity. Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area, your daily show prep is now concluded. Thank you for listening.